I get the same feeling. So I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right? <laughs> so, you know, I'm in heaven. What can I say except you're welcome? To be or not to be? You do something bad? Maybe a little. Not to be. Why are you so mean? That is not a good word. <laughs> Welcome to Movie Boners, everybody. Hi, everyone. Um, Dustin, I like your uh, shirt you got there. That's a an old school merch plug. It, it, it is. It, your microphone is completely blocking the whole like, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a it's a lot of fun walking around, and people do that like. Where they look at it, you know how typically you'll ignore a t-shirt. Yeah. Our our logo kind of gets a lot of like, what? <laughs> like we, it's we get like, a... it rises the line between just subtle enough and just disgusting enough. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. What? I like, like you can't get mad at us because <laughs> it's a microphone and film reels. <laughs> yep. It's totally legit. But I definitely get some odd looks from like moms with their kids, <laughs> and and I get like I had one today, so mm -hmm. I got off work, came home, changed real quick, had to run a couple errands. Mm -hmm. um, and there was his dad with his son at Target, and the dad saw my shirt, and he looked down immediately, and his son saw my shirt and gave me that like little like kid <laughs> the head cock. Dad, what's right? that? Yeah, <laughs> Dad saw me again. Like we, it was one of those moments where you know how you just keep passing the same person. You're like, yeah. swear to God, I'm not following. I'm you. not following you. <laughs> <laughs> but the dad definitely was trying to suppress a little bit of a chuckle, and <clears throat> I count that as a win. <laughs> yeah, that definitely is a win. If you don't want to wear a somewhat phallic movie boners shirt um there is completely new merch in the merch store it's just a very like pleasant and very non-assuming clock face right uh, our doomsday boners day clock until you look at the top of the big hand well you know it's got to have a little bit but of brain it's gotta be it. there guys yeah <laughs> so yeah that's always good uh feel free to do that we never plug it because we suck at it but there you go hot plug at the top <laughs> hot plug <laughs> so what beer are you drinking for today's episode, my friend? All right. So I'm like, I told you what I was going to do a week ago, mm -hmm. I believe. So I have two drinks today. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice for me because I'm excited for this. It, it's nice for you because you're like, two weeks in a row, the alcohol is probably going to get to Dustin. Yep. Um. So... I'm going with St. Arnold. <laughs> nice. And it's called Double Down, Double okay. IPA. I'll be honest. I've had it before. I really mm -hmm. like it. I really like the St. Arnold Brewery. Yeah. Uh, it's a tasty beer. Okay. It's, what else it's a champion's have? beer, folks. <laughs> we'll see about that. Not world champion as far as, you know. Uh, actually... Let's yes, save it for the episode. Champion. <laughs> Let's save it like, for the episode. To the globe world champion. You know, whereas the other one is world champion by 
an American All standards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what else do you have to drink? Oh, okay. Well, I'm not a big liquor guy, but this felt appropriate. Uh huh. Um, so I am also drinking Terramana. <laughs> a big bottle. Which it was the smallest fucking bottle they had at the store. And I was like, I even asked the guy, like, do you just have a shooter of this? And he looked at me like I was on crack and offended him. And he was like, no. No, what are you, crazy? It's like, okay, I'll buy the big bottle. That will probably last me an eternity. Because <laughs> I don't really drink tequila, especially yeah. straight. But as I get older, maybe you can... <laughs> relate to this yeah as i get older i don't mix like liquors anymore or drinks mm. really yeah i drink them straight yeah and i brought the bottle home and was like what do i mix with it i don't want to make like a margarita and take yeah. away the the drink and then i thought the man drinks his straight <laughs> yeah so i guess i gotta do it <laughs> Dwayne Johnson's way yeah. and drink it his way. Now, I'm, I'm not going to drink the giant gulps that he does. I do have a shot poured. Well, I did. I did a shot before. Yeah, started. you did. <laughs> I really did. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> so, that's what I'm drinking tonight, guys. Hey. Okay. I like it. Yeah, I actually do like the Terramana uh, uh, ter tequila quite a bit. Yeah. We get it fairly often. But all yeah, Christy makes margaritas all the time, and so it goes pretty fast. I recently got the one that's rested in whiskey barrels, and it's very good just by itself. I I almost bought that, mm -hmm. but just for the sake of this episode, I felt I had to go <laughs> bottom like of his the... traditional. Like he's got this bottle in every yeah. fucking Instagram video he does. Yeah. Um, it's his like cheat day thing to have a shitload of tequila. Like every day, it's his cheat daily. Yeah. Um, I will say, having done the shot earlier, it definitely has that tequila spice and kick. But it's it ain't bad. <laughs> okay, For someone that's not a big fan of tequila. It, yeah, it ain't bad. All right, I like it. Um, mine, obviously, you made see and wearing the rocks t-shirt yes and uh it has his thing on the back his bowl thing that he's got going on <laughs> wow wow um and so my beer is in that same vein it is i'll have samoa that Ooh. samoa as in samoa cookies also samoa okay. the nationality of dwayne the rock oh, johnson. johnson yeah yeah uh, uh, it's an imperial milk stout it's very sweet I was I about say. to say, that sounds like one of those weird-ass fucking beers that you and I had at... Uh, it's exactly that. It's from Weldworks Brewing Company. It is from Weldworks. <laughs> in Greeley, yeah. <laughs> Brewed with toasted coconut, caramel, milk, chocolate, and graham cracker. It does taste like Samoa Girl Scout cookies, which is good, but also it's really sweet for a drink. It's really weird. I've, I've told some people down here, because everyone gives me shit mm -hmm. for being like a beer snob and like, you like the dark beers and all, because they all drink the shitty, like, goat piss. I work with a guy who thinks Coors Light is, like, one of the best beers Fancy. ever. And I'm like, dude, it's so bad, you don't get it. But, 
they all make fun of me for that kind of shit. And I've tried telling them about Weldworks and mm-hmm. the weird beers you and I tried long ago. Yeah. And they all instantly are like, well, we're never trying any other kind of beer other than <laughs> <laughs> like these shitty light beers that we drink. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. So uh, I think next up in our agenda, as usual, is our movie draft check-in time. Uh, I I don't know about you. I'm getting... Uh, I'm, I'm over this year and I'm ready for next year. I've already been looking forward and um, scouting 2023 so movies. As, as happy as I am that last weekend, I had a big jump in profit <laughs> at the box office, yeah. but it came at a price folks. Indeed it did. We're going to talk about that mm. in depth. So <laughs> I also was going to bring up, I added to our website, if you go to moviebonus.com, our draft standings are, there's a constant blog post pinned to the top. So on the blog page, uh, you can see, kind of check in and where we're at all the time, refresher on what our teams were. It's so sad how like half of those movies did not come out. (laughs) Yeah. All the ones that are gray are the ones that didn't come out this year and got pushed to next year. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but overall standings are uh, you, yeah, like you said, you had a little a bump in revenue, almost a hundred million over the last week. But that Halloween ends <laughs> without it. Without it, your rating would have been like two hundredths of a point behind me. Yeah, um, with it, you're almost a full tenth of a point behind yeah. me. Um, so rough times there. Um, I think that 5.1 is <laughs> generous. <sighs> Dude. Yeah. So you want to well, talk about it? Let's just we, talk about it. We both we might as well. You and I have not. Shockingly, <laughs> I went on my angry, a little, a little yeah. angry tirade with your wife about it. <laughs> um, she was like my control uh, of the like, I didn't want to lead the witness and tell her that you had texted me that it wasn't good. And so I already knew that before we watched it. Oh. And I was like, let's just watch it. She will be the control group so we can see if it's actually good or not or if I'm just assuming. And yeah, as I was like, well, that, that doesn't make sense. What's going on there? Who's doing that? Who's that person? I, uh... All of that stuff. She's like, this movie fucking sucks. I was like, thank you. <laughs> um, so I find it sad and a little disheartening because, like, for the first two thirds of this year, movie wise, yeah. I've been like, man, twenty twenty two is the year of movies. Like, I was stoked. I was loving pretty much everything I was watching and going and seeing. Like, yeah. hell yeah! <laughs> then I watched the fucking monsters, and y'all yeah. know how that went. Like, so angry at that movie. Yeah. And blonde, and don't worry, darling. Uh, Amsterdam, and, uh, and Halloween ends, and then Halloween ends. I went and saw it, <laughs> dude. I almost walked out twice. Yeah, twice. I all like the second time I had to actually. I was out of the chair. I was pushing <laughs> out of the chair, and it was like, just fucking finish. Yeah, this stupid goddamn movie. <laughs> Ugh. Um. I'm, I'm telling you folks right now, 
Halloween Ends, the worst movie I have ever <laughs> seen in my life. I would rather watch the monsters on repeat with open wow. water playing in the background. <laughs> Halloween Ends was, I could not believe how bad it was. To the point, Jake. Yeah. I've really been struggling with this. I don't know. I think what this movie did, mm -hmm. I don't think I'm a fan of Danny McBride anymore. And yeah. I don't know if I could watch anything with David Gordon Green. I was going to ask you because he like, has the Exorcist remake coming out. Dude. And I was like, I know you like the Exorcist and not as much as Halloween, but it's up there. And I was like, this can't go well. There's dude, no way. I'm like, I, they need to fire him. I don't understand how the same people that made the 2018 Halloween reboot remake made the last two movies. Like Dude. it must be super easy to make a reboot and just do a little fan service and make it pretty good. And then once you actually have to carry a story, they have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> they have no idea what they're doing. Um, it's like they forgot who the characters are. Not, it's not Michael Myers. See, to it's, me, it wasn't even that they forgot who these characters were. They completely were just like, fuck the characters. Fuck mm -hmm. 40 years of like impact from these stories and yeah. what that original one did to audiences and still does to young audiences when they yeah. watch it. Like to me, I know it's ridiculous folks. Don't at me. I <laughs> took this one personal right. because Michael Myers is like, I love that character. Not because he kills everyone, <laughs> but like, the fear that character can induce is so yeah. intense and so incredible. And that first Halloween, that original one mm -hmm. is awesome. I love right. that movie it holds so up. much. And to see what they did to it, I was like, I took it personal. I'm still very upset about it. <laughs> I hate that movie. Fuck that movie. Halloween <laughs> ends was like, they were, I, I thought the whole time I was like, one, mm -hmm. where the fuck is Michael Myers? Yeah. Uh, if you haven't watched Halloween Ends, folks, don't. But <laughs> he's not in the movie except for three scenes. Three. Yeah. Three. It takes forever to get there. They spend the entire time focusing on this dumb kid oh, who the daughter so randomly falls in love with immediately. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. Dude, Halloween Ends. Like, literally, I think it's, it's everything the worst movie I, I've ever seen. It's everything that I was afraid that it would be after seeing Halloween Kills yep. and more. It's even it's worse. so much worse. It made Halloween Kills be like, not that bad. Not that bad. <laughs> it even got me thinking like, wow, Halloween Resurrection. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> That's kind of the proper way to end this franchise. Like, yeah. 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 I'm it's uh, rough. I could not believe it. I'm still like, dude, I have Michael Myers shit in my house. Mm-hmm. I'm not exaggerating when I tell you I debated taking it all down. <laughs> just in like in uh just like in mourning. Just I, like I was when like, you put the flag at half mass. Yeah, I was like, how do I even like how how can I be a fan now? Like I it this movie wrecked me. I'm yeah. so mad at it. I'm so mad about Danny McBride, that whole writing team. Yeah. And then I kept thinking also, Jamie Lee Curtis came out when they had the script, when they were about to begin production on it, Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis came out and flat out said, fans are going to hate this movie. Okay. It's going to make people <laughs> mad. I didn't know that, but yeah. I did say several times while watching it, how did she like 
make like how does she sit through and act through this movie like if how does she not just walk out it's, or, it's called or being how, under contract yeah how did they convince her <laughs> that it was going to work and be a good movie yeah it sucks it's for weird. her and for everybody involved like i'm so mad at this movie i just i couldn't believe how fucking stupid it was and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And then the ending finally happened, and I was like, maybe it'll redeem itself. Nope. I was like, I hate no. this ending. I hate this movie. Yeah. There's not one shiny moment in it. Even the couple fan service moments they try to throw in there for you, I yeah. was like, nope. It doesn't work. <laughs> it just doesn't work, guys. Yeah. Like, I think you shared it. Rob Zombie posted a like <laughs> meme <Yeah. laughs> making fun of it as well. And I'm like, you know what? The man's got a point. He yeah. knows Halloween and it was, 2 was, it was wretched. Yeah, it was self-referential that Halloween 3 and Halloween Resurrection <laughs> and his, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is not very good, but they know that they're way better than we're Halloween Way ends. better! Way better! And it's not even close. It's not even a competition. Like, yeah. it's simply just Halloween Ends is the worst thing to happen pretty much to any franchise since yeah. Batman and Robin. Like, <laughs> yeah, it makes Batman and Robin so, look like they understood exactly what they were yeah, trying to do with that property. Yeah. It made me think, like, wow, Spider-Man three, yeah, not that bad in terms of like conclusions yeah. to a trilogy. That's true. <laughs> like, huh? All right, <laughs> fuck Halloween ends. I'm so I hate that movie so much. I I got a drink now. Thanks, Jake. That was <laughs> You're awesome. welcome. Good thing you got some tasty Terramana right next it's to you. It's true. Uh, I'm going to stick with my St. Arnold for, for okay. a little bit. We'll see. You know, um, Have you seen uh, Black Adam yet? No. No. Right. Uh, had to go to work. I've had to work. So I'm seeing it in the morning. So by the time you folks are watching mm -hmm. this, uh, I will have seen it. And I'm a little upset because it was already spoiled for me. But yeah. then I've realized they're using that spoiler as kind of a marketing tool now. Mm -hmm. And it has led to good things. If you haven't seen the big spoiler, yeah, what rock are you under right now? <laughs> uh, but I won't say just in case. Yeah. Um, that's I, like, regardless I, if the movie is horrible or meh or yeah. awesome, whatever, mm -hmm. it's going to give me the one thing that I've been wanting for mm -hmm. years and... I'm going to love it just because of that. <laughs> yeah. I keep seeing like mixed things. Like some people are like, this is great. This is incredible. And some people are like, eh, it's blah, it's whatever. And so I'm very curious to see what it actually is. I've been seeing uh, a lot of critics absolutely hate it. Mm -hmm. Not shocking. Uh, and I've seen audience scores being a little bit more positive. You've got it right there. 7.3. Yeah. That ain't bad. No, that not at all. Bad. I suspect it'll be kind of like, Aquaman, where it's like fun through the comics, yeah. interesting, entertaining. It's not going to be like Joker or no, the Batman and or anything like that. Dwayne Johnson has said from the pretty much the beginning, like, we made this for fans. And yeah. I take that not as like just comic book movie fans, but like comic book fans. Yeah. And Snyder fans. Right. I feel like this is very in tune for that. Mm -hmm. Which he's shared a couple uh, videos of like audience reactions, like the sounds and shit. Yeah. And it's very positive. 
So I'm like, I'm excited to go see it. I really am too. I freaking love that Dr. Fate uh, uh, costume. He looks so good. He looks so good. It's like like the best looking comic adaptation ever. Yeah. And I'm stoked to see Dr. Fate. Yeah. I never, even as a kid, never thought I would ever see these characters, the JSA. Yeah. Live action. Like that alone to me, exciting. So very, very. Yeah. All right. I think so hopefully hopefully I won't be it. mad at the end of that movie. <laughs> yeah. Because wow. The stakes uh, are a little lower, but you're not like a lifelong Black Adam fan. Right, but. right. I like Black Adam a lot. I like yeah. Shazam. I like all these guys, but uh I I did watch a movie that did not make me mad, even though okay. it's a remake. But I thought it. it was pretty meh and tame compared to the original. Okay. Um, have you watched the Hellraiser remake? No. I've heard a little bit about it. I have not watched it. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, meh. Meh. Anything else you watched? Uh, I watched The Watcher. What's The Watcher? It's a Netflix series uh, oh. that just came out. And that was very... Meh. Okay. Uh, and then I was I watched the Midnight Club, which is a new one from Mike Flanagan. Based on the video game? No. Uh, uh, based on some like books. Okay. Uh, but it's Mike Flanagan house. Who's that? Uh, he's oh. the guy that did um, the Haunting of Hill House yeah, and yeah. Bly Manor. Yeah. So I was stoked. Like that. And I think it's his weakest thing that he's made, which mm. kind of bummed me out. It, it's super PC, which oh. really bummed me out. Yeah, but, no fun. But another positive news, She-Hulk finally ended. <laughs> Dude, every time <laughs> I see... I haven't watched any of it. Don't, for, just, don't just do for it. the record. Don't and do I'm, it. I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm just letting the audience know, for the record, yes, I have zero, zero context. I have not watched it. But I really prefer that because I really enjoy seeing a new clip or still or something come out and i'm like what the fuck is this who is watching this like they just did the the scar hulk sun thing and i'm like oh what is happening on this show oh when he showed up by the Mm -hmm. way that scene is like three seconds and that's it nice but that cgi i was like wow yeah. And I thought the CGI for She-Hulk was bad. Yeah. There it was. <laughs> yeah, the whole all of the series is bad the CGI so wise. Bad. I saw a CGI She-Hulk twerking in the jungle and I was yeah. like this is what people are watching these That's days. What people are watching, dude. That's what they're watching. Right. I was a part of that. <sighs> the twerking in the jungle, you actually attended? <laughs> That's cool you got an invite. I didn't know that. No. i got it Uh, what'd you watch jake um i only watched one other thing besides halloween ends so but to kind of break us of your meh trend i watched something that was pretty good and i think you you would like it too for like the hundredth time okay so yellowstone doesn't come out for another week or two (laughs) (laughs) and then yes i will be watching yellowstone um I watched the greatest beer run ever. Oh, I want to watch that. It's good. You'll like it. It is. Yeah. It's really, there's not a lot of like war movies from the perspective of a non-combatant. Yeah. And especially being Vietnam, it's really interesting. But yeah, Zac Efron's awesome. 
Russell Crowe's awesome. The movie itself, action-wise, and just kind of its overall story and arc, I liked it a lot. So nice. I think yeah, I saw a preview for that and was like, ooh. Based on a real story, which is crazy. Hey, man. <laughs> People need beer. It's true. <laughs> it's very true, as we as we know. It's one of the great uniters. Beer. <laughs> it's true. Uh, okay. Let's see. What else? I don't think, I don't think really we have anything. anything else, sir. Okay. So let's get into it. Okay. So I know. You, is... you are chomping at the bit here. I'm pretty excited. I think that this is going to be fun and funny. Maybe you won't think that, and maybe the listeners won't think that, but I will enjoy myself. That's what it, I'm planning on at this point. I already know like everything you're going to say. You I have know no idea what I'm going to say. I know exactly what I'm going to say. I don't think so. I'm going to surprise you. I guarantee it. Uh, so I know. today's episode... If you were a fan of our Judge Dread versus Shitty Dread uh, debate episode, <laughs> then you will like this because it's kind of in the same vein. We are doing a debate question mark episode about who is better overall. The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, big opening weekend with Black Adam, just saying, and or versus... The great all-time Arnold Schwarzenegger. Everybody loves him. He's a classic, but is he as good as everybody remembers? That's the question. Yeah. So I kind of assigned you, <laughs> Arnold. You didn't to assign defend. shit. I knew immediately <laughs> when you were like, what if we did this kind of episode? Because this is a question that has been asked since Dwayne Johnson started making movies. Yeah. And uh, as soon as you were like, we should do this episode, it could be fun. Immediately, mm. I was like, so Jake's taking Dwayne Johnson's side, <laughs> and I'm taking Schwarzenegger's side. Like, this well, is I obvious. Know. There's no shock there. There's no, you didn't assign anything. First of all, I know you are a fan, obviously, of Arnold Schwarzenegger and his yeah. filmography. Yeah. I, you, you, like me and like everybody, have been fans of him since we were kids in the 80s and 90s and seeing his action films. He is. He has certainly imprinted himself on a generation. He's yeah. he's definitely very classic there. But you don't own a rock shirt. You don't. Uh, you don't say the word jabroni in conversation very often. Uh, um, hold up. <laughs> you uh -huh. are the only person. <laughs> <laughs> so it fell to me to take in fact, over. I would almost argue. <laughs> No one knows that phrase or that <laughs> reference anymore. A lot of people really? know it. Yes. Really? Yes. So, okay, keep keep doing it. Dwayne Johnson and The Rock is still the biggest thing that's happened in WWE, come out of WWE, and has become the biggest thing in Hollywood. So it, it people don't forget is what it comes down to. Everyone forgets. We know the attention span of our world. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, so I, I thought it would be fun. I thought it'd be interesting because it's kind of like a a film version of the Jordan versus LeBron debate. Everybody loves Jordan. Jordan is the best of all time. But a lot of people say LeBron is better. Yeah, and a uh, lot of kids say. Yeah, a lot now, of idiots. 
But if you translate that to movies, Arnold is kind of on that Jordan level. He retired a little early and it didn't make as many movies. Rock's still going strong, still in the game. So there's a lot of parallels there. It's true. Uh, Yeah, there are a lot of parallels, which was something I brought up to you when we first started prepping for this was like, uh, these careers are very similar. Uh, (laughs) Like there's, this makes more sense (laughs) learning about these guys of why they're actually compared to each other. Yeah. Um, I think this uh, little debate (laughs) is going to be interesting because we're both big fans of both of these guys. Yeah. And uh, I'm just curious how bitter the taste in your mouth will be as you betray (laughs) the great Arnold Schwarzenegger, who has made such an impact. Nay. Uh Uh-huh possibly the biggest action impact on you. (laughs) And you're going to sit there and be like, he's not that great. Well, Arnold is good. Arnold is really good. I think the best thing about Arnold Schwarzenegger is without him, we would have to live in a world where the most internationally famous Austrian is Adolf Hitler. And so (laughs) Arnold did save us from that world. And now he is the most famous Austrian, but that's a low bar to get over. I'm going to say that was, that was desperate. (laughs) No, it's not desperate. It's factual. You're trying to make it sound so much worse than it actually is. Uh, but you're right. There are a lot of similarities between the two. It makes sense why people compare them. And I didn't really, I mean, obviously the obvious one is that they are huge dudes, both jacked, massive. They're still fucking jacked. Did you see the photo of him carving pumpkins with Sylvester Stallone? No, <laughs> that sounds adorable. <laughs> Look it up. They're Arnold using like hunting pumpkins. knives to carve pumpkins. Yeah, they are. Did you find the picture? Hold on, I, I forgot how to spell pumpkins momentarily. So I, wow. wow, yeah, we got here. I'll present it so the audience can see what we're looking at here. Uh, what am I doing? Arnold pumpkins. Here we go. Here it comes. Look at yeah, fucking knives. Those two are using. <laughs> well, you don't have to be jacked to use a big knife. Look at that knife. Those two holding mm. Rambo knives. Like predator killing knives. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's true. Uh, I don't want to go to that page. Never mind. No, don't go. You don't got to follow links. I was just referencing the photo. Yeah, that's that's fair. That is fair, and that's accurate. Um, I actually I found this, which is kind of fun. I'm going to show you this too. Um, <laughs> there is a site called Body What? It's in beta, but. There is you can compare different people's body types. Okay. I don't know if it does women or if it's just a bodybuilder thing. I have I've only looked at this page because it's the only one I care about. Uh, <laughs> I will say Arnold's jackedness is vastly superior <laughs> to Dwayne Johnson's. <laughs> Even, although I will say Arnold peaked very early. He as a kid, as a bodybuilding champion. Uh, was at the top of his game, undefeated 
world champion bodybuilder for years like, and years and years. Now remember, actual world champion. Actual. I mean, if you think bodybuilding like actual. is actual, I guess. Yeah, this, sure. This was actual. Well, The Rock, he is huge. <laughs> he's only gotten bigger with age. And he's if you see like first entering WWE, he's pretty funny looking. But in his 40s and 50s, he's massive. He's he's also had to be doing a lot of prep work for Black Adam. Yeah. Which he himself has said the physique he had to achieve for the Black Adam character. Yeah. Literally is the most intense and the biggest he's been. Yeah. He's also at a point, though, in all this bodybuilding that if he stops, he might die. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, He has no no way of like just slowing (laughs) down. Like, yeah, he travels with a gym, like his own personal gym with a shit ton of weight that he pays people to move around for him. And uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. But overall, stat-wise, they're very close to each other. They are. Rock's taller, Rock's bigger, heavier. But uh, I will say the peak aesthetic that Arnold achieved as a, as a, as a young gentleman is, in, is unparalleled. But you, have to, you should have to see the documentary um, Pumping Iron. Yep. And it mostly follows Lou Ferrigno, but it's a young Arnold as well. And just like their life and and how dominant he was in bodybuilding it was it was unbelievable yeah a little frightening some would say yeah a little frightening uh i can already hear the the chatter of (laughs) well he was on roids they both were kids no shit you can't be 50 something like the rock is (laughs) and be gaining that much muscle for uh, black adam and not be on uh, the juice like the juice has been kind of a thing for yeah. years. They all especially are. in the wrestling days. Every uh, time an actor's trainer is like, he gained 25 pounds of muscle for this role. Yeah, it wasn't all natural. <laughs> there is there is one. Who's that? Henry Cavill refused all like any kind of uh Yeah. He was also 25. Synthetic help. Huh? He was also 25. Yeah. <laughs> it helps. I mean, he, the dude has maintained his jackedness because yeah. he has to for The Witcher. Yeah. And upcoming projects. <laughs> <laughs> and just being handsome as fucking and for the ladies, I assume. But this isn't a Henry Cavill episode. Not yet. But I'm so glad you're back. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, but how do you translate that? Austrian jacked child man into American cinema. And why do you do that? Well, apparently the answer, sir, Mm -hmm. is you do it by making him depict a Greek God being lost in New York. (laughs) (laughs) Young Hercules, which is his first film, is, is an incredible film. I assume you've seen it. Hercules in New York. <laughs> yes. What yeah. am I thinking of? What's Young Hercules? That's a different. That thing. was a show. But oh, uh, you know what Young Hercules is? 
<laughs> you know who stars in that? Uh, it is the great... Oh, uh, uh, Ryan Gosling. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I learned this like two weeks ago. I was like, Ryan Gosling plays Hercules in Young so, Hercules? So really, folks, this episode is going to just showcase uh, <laughs> <laughs> why Christy questions her husband constantly. <laughs> hey, I mean... Okay, so in other Ryan Gosling news, um, I learned this last week that he made a musical album. And now that we're getting into the Halloween season, it's extra appropriate because it's kind of spooky. It's called Dead Man's Bones. It's from 2009. Ryan Gosling and some other guy made this album, uh, which is a kind of Halloween themed. But apparently it was supposed to be for like a musical they were trying to make. Anyway, really? check out Dead Man's Bones if you like Ryan Gosling or scary Halloween-themed albums. Also, Taylor Swift's Midnight's just came out. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's our music. We haven't had a music segment on this show. <laughs> we haven't. Let's move on. <laughs> so the who is more jacked? Is that what we are talking about, jacked dudes? No, you oh. were talking about jacked dudes. <laughs> You're talking about Hercules in New York yeah, and how they brought Arnold across the pond, basically, mm -hmm. to play in Hollywood movies and just thrust him into well, the he leading was, man's spotlight. He's Mr. Olympia, right? He yeah. was the world champion of this. He's Mr. Olympia. And they thought, how do we, how do we capitalize on this? Because mm -hmm. that's what you do. Yeah. You make money off of stuff that's popular. <laughs> How popular though is Mr. Olympia? When's the back last time? Back then it was, but back then it was. Yeah, that's probably you gotta true. remember. Think of it like the Olympics. People like the Olympics was actually important. Yeah. Back then Justin <laughs> thinks the Olympics are worthless. Uh, they kind of are though. Yeah. Yeah. But now no one gives a shit. I think yeah. I think people pretend to give a shit. Yeah. They like the nostalgia of when yeah. they did give a shit. Yeah. But and I did that for a while and I was like, you know what? I'm not I don't want to fake it anymore. Right. Right. So back then, because that was a different era, that was a different time. Yeah, 70s. So it did mean something. It, it was important. It was crazy. And seeing this 29-year-old who mm. actually looked like a god figure. Yeah. Adonis. Like uh yeah <laughs> yeah it's like even i i compare him to like current mr olympia's bodybuilding champions mr universe all these dudes and there's just something about arnold's physique stature everything that right. is unmatched to it's this unmatched day. and you know to this day arnold is he's in his 70s now right yeah i believe that's true the whole Mr. Olympia thing, all of that now, mm -hmm. is all named after him. Like yeah. they've they've named renamed it, they've geared it all towards him. He pretty much I don't want to say runs the show. Yeah. But he's the one that like shows up. Here we go. We're doing another competition. And yeah. Yeah. And, and all at a ton of giant strongman competitions and stuff. Yeah. He's he's always there. He's always cheering on dudes, handing out trophies. He loves it. Like that's what he does. He's like he's the endorser for this. He's always been endorsing like that kind of lifestyle, the workout lifestyle. Not necessarily just to like bulk up, 
but he's very health oriented. Yeah. And he's always, like, after he quit all the roids and all that, or got off of them, mm-hmm. he's been even more self-conscious and like trying to push for bettering yeah. people that are working out and trying to bodybuild and get into all this stuff, mm-hmm. trying to kind of steer them in a, a slightly healthier path. Yeah. As we know roids is <laughs> bad. Uh, well, you know, that's a matter of public opinion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't, don't remember where I was going with that. Oh, so, but it's, it's just, it's always interesting to me how big Arnold became and he was kind of put into a bunch of movies. A lot of them weren't very good. No. And even after he was a huge star and he had made his huge movies, Predator, Terminator, all those, then he was put in other movies, which also weren't very good, like right. Junior and Twins. And whoa, 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 whoa. These movies. I'm whoa, just saying, whoa, 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 whoa. People, people love Arnold's movies, not for how good the movie is, because they love Arnold. No, no. Twins is different. Twins <laughs> is genuinely... Funny. Is this going to be your soapbox that you like? No, Dion is like, okay, yeah, no, but Junior twins is good, like a genuinely it's a funny isn't good, movie, it, but it works twins, on the funny preference. Don't like, you dare offend me and say twins is not good. Well, you, you, you put twins and Junior together, and that's just you can't do that because people genuinely like twins. Twins is like, do they? It's fun, yes, they're it's all genuinely funny. Fun. I, I may have a skewed perspective. I think they're all pretty fun, but I think Arnold being Arnold is fun in whatever I mean, it is. Seeing Arnold sing, uh, oh shit, what's that song? <laughs> Yakety Yak, Don't Talk Back. Like seeing him sing that on the uh-huh. airplane, hilarious. His <laughs> scenes with Danny DeVito are mm-hmm. like, they're great, they're funny. And when they throw in the actual like dramatic part of the story, which mm-hmm. it kind of has a, pretty hefty deep moment of <laughs> like being rejected by your dad yeah that hits hard and then you get to see arnold actually be like sensitive and like caring and it feels genuine him and Danny mm-hmm. devito actually work really well together to the point where everyone has been saying for years that would be a sequel we would want mm. like just to see these two brothers mm. again course in like they an claim they're making home. a new one who knows what they're gonna do with it don't let david gordon green anywhere near it please <laughs> please if there's a god don't let that happen yeah um, that's gonna become the subtitle of the podcast movie <laughs> boners and not any movies just gordon green makes yeah. uh but junior i i will agree junior is bad it's but like it's not even funny uh-huh. Like the premise should be hilarious. The execution mm-hmm. is so bad. I <laughs> I don't want to defend Junior, but I don't oh want to God, defend I'm gonna Arnold. get you to defend Junior. I <laughs> did rewatch it a while ago because I when we did our top ten dad movies episode, yeah. I was like I was watching all these dad movies, Mr. Mom, Junior, and I was like, this movie is like there's a level to it that I don't think comes across unless you're like really looking for it. But it there's something meaningful about this man who gets impregnated and has to go through 
pregnancy and motherhood and kind of learn all these things that mothers have to go through. It's basically a movie saying dads don't know shit and are useless unless they know exactly what a mother would go through. Well, I don't know that necessarily, but <laughs> seeing Arnold pregnant is funny. The it's image funny. is funny. <laughs> the premise is funny. The execution yeah. is... How did we flop <laughs> I don't know. And on of all movies, Junior Junior yeah. sucks. Alright. Well, Kindergarten Cop is actually Kindergarten well, Cop let's get is amazing. Don't you dare attack <laughs> Kindergarten Cop. I do like it. But I th all these movies that everybody has fond memories of, um the the Mars one, whatever that one was called. Um don't act <laughs> like you don't know. Don't even <laughs> You uh, are really you're like <laughs> I have to lean into this. I have to lean into this. Yeah. Total um, Recall is not only amazing, <laughs> but it is considered an actual iconic science fiction film and action Iconic film. science fiction yes. film? Do you so? know don't even act like you don't I know have this. No idea what you're talking about. Wow. Wow. Next up you're going to Because tell me they that found the aliens with three like breasts. Johnson's best movie ever. They have, there's a woman with three breasts in Mars, and that's why it's science fiction iconic. People do remember the breasts a lot. <laughs> I don't it, remember the I breasts mean, a lot. I mean, it throws me it's, off. Every time like, I watch it, it, it takes me off guard. Like It's oh, like the fifth thing I remember. I remember Get Your Ass to Mars. I remember the pulling the thing out of his nose. And then I remember the 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 Quado monster yeah. on the guy's tummy. Um, those are mostly what I remember. But then you get to the fact yeah, that chick had three boobs and she right. showed them. But that story's crazy and people still debate the ending of that movie. Mm. Which is That's true. pretty cool that the movie came out almost 30 years ago mm -hmm. and people are still debating and talking about Total Recall. Mm -hmm. What? I, I can't think of like... <laughs> Like a single movie that people are still talking about of Dwayne Johnson's that even came out last year. Okay, so this is the elephant in the room, obviously. If we're going to debate who has a better filmography or who is better overall, it has to come up. Dwayne Johnson, I will admit, is in this really weird place where everybody loves him. And everybody is excited for movies that he's in. And they say that he's great and he does great things. But even I, as a fan, have to admit, he's weirdly in a lot of mediocre stuff. So <laughs> I think that it's because he's underutilized primarily. He's certainly underutilized. He's put in a lot of safe things. He's also brought in to revive franchises that are failing yes and i think it's primarily because people like him and his energy and his charisma and all that stuff and they'll see whatever but they they put him in generic action thing or they yeah. put him in generic disney thing or or they just put him in these things that I, he doesn't he doesn't get challenged as much as he could be i think to do something great. We've only seen The Rock really try to do something different mm -hmm. a couple of times. 
Yeah. And unfortunately, those couple of times, like the more dramatic side of his career. Yeah. No one has any clue that he <laughs> ever did these things. Yeah. One of them, I'm actually really shocked. Uh, he was on that series on HBO, right? Ballers. Ballers. Yeah. Hey, Ballers was a big show. It's I sincerely talking about it. The best thing that he's done. Like the show was popular. Yeah. I I could go up to five people mm -hmm. and be like, "You ever watch Ballers?" And I would, I would be willing to bet money. Yeah. They would all be like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> That's. <laughs> That's one of the big problems, and I think it's because of how much Johnson actually works. I think the fact that he's everywhere all the time yeah, is a good thing, because obviously he's trying to keep his brand going. Yeah. But I think it's so much all the time that everything he makes just kind of falls to the wayside, because everyone's just like, oh, his name's there. Oh, we'll forget about it. Yeah. Like... Jungle Cruise was one of the biggest movies of his career. Not mm -hmm. just biggest movie, but like well-received right. movies of his career. And everyone's already forgotten that he even made it. <laughs> right. like, but they've already approved a sequel. They did. They approved the sequel before it even released. Yeah, they knew it would be huge. Uh, yeah, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, the first I, one. I love both of the Jumanji movies he's in. Yeah. That's his highest grossing movie, yeah. which is weird, kind of. And Welcome to the Jungle was awesome. Like, it is sincerely I fun. I love that movie. Yeah. But it it's really crazy fun. how much he works. Yeah. But yeah, in between all of those things, he's making things like Rampage, the gorilla movie, or Skyscraper, the skyscraper movie, which, <laughs> or San Andreas, the earthquake movie. I, I will be very open and honest. Like, I'm a fan of Dwayne Johnson. I enjoy the majority of his movies. Mm -hmm. I enjoy his charisma. I think he'd be a cool guy to talk with. I also have, like, a little hesitation that it's so much show mm. that I wonder how much of it is real. Yeah. Um, not, I'm trying not to, like talk bad about the dude or suggest sure. that he's a bad guy in real life but i just there's so much he's always yeah so like look well, at me do these incredible things and it's very I think like he i think he gets a lot of his success and work from the personality yeah and because so he's got to keep that going yeah he people like him and so he has to be on all the time if he if he is a jerk to someone in a restaurant. People are like, oh, like, you're faking oh, it? it? I'm never like, going to see your movie it again. It ruin him. Yeah. But he's got to... His whole thing is based on constantly being everywhere, constantly being in everyone's faces through mm -hmm. social media or, you know, he's doing this Black Adam global tour mm -hmm. and he's showing up in theaters to screenings, to showings and all that. I'm not going to lie. I always secretly hope that when I go to a movie, <laughs> the lead actor shows up. They never yeah. do. Uh, I'm in Austin for God's sakes. You'd think they'd come and visit. Come on, man. Yeah. But you have to go to the uh, draft house, Alamo. Right. But I digress. And I say, he's in our faces all the time. Mm -hmm. What would happen if he just wasn't? Yeah. And here's another difference of why I think Schwarzenegger actually will maintain the icon like the icon status yeah 
He doesn't have to do anything. Well, the man literally doesn't rather. have to do anything. And people mm-hmm. are like, fucking Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Now, granted, he, he established himself early. His brand has been established and it's been maintained even yeah. through all the terrible movies that he's been in. Right. And I, full disclosure, he's got a lot of really bad movies, but yeah. so does Johnson. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Johnson's only downside is that he has not had the classic, the standout movie that will last the test of time. He has yet to make the franchise. Yeah. Himself. He hasn't made a Terminator from scratch. He hasn't made a Predator from scratch. Uh, he hasn't made those movies that Arnold did. There is like fifth and seventh movies. So, and they were rated R, and those are even harder to make popular. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I do agree. I think that Arnold established himself with some risks uh, very early on, and that allowed him to make some mediocre and relatively garbage movies later on, and nobody cares because they'll always remember how great is Predator, how great is Terminator, (laughs) and yeah, start those franchises from the beginning as opposed to coming in two or three and eight movies late. Can you imagine out of how many sequels were there to Terminator, like five? five or six movies yeah. he made had they made any of those without Arnold mm-hmm. no one would have gone and seen them everyone only <laughs> was like well it's Terminator they have to have Arnold somewhere in it yeah and the sequels kept getting worse and worse and worse Dark Fate mm-hmm. not as bad as some people think but still mm-hmm. not as good as it should have been yeah um but people just flocked to it because it was like, we get Terminator again. We get Arnold doing this again. He's way too old to be doing it, but he's <laughs> doing it. Yeah. I just, I think that's, that's what really sets these two apart. Arnold actually created these franchises. Arnold actually created these mm-hmm. films that are always going to stand the test of time. And they're always going to be the movie that helped inspire certain ways of storytelling, certain ways of showing stuff, filmmaking, all this. Arnold was a part of that process. Mm -hmm. Dwayne Johnson is brought in to help rejuvenate a franchise. Right. One that is dwindling and dying and nobody cares about anymore, which is very difficult to do. Very difficult to do, and I commend him for doing it. I think it's cool that he's able to do that and breathe new life into this stuff. So, I think think what kills him, though... Finish your thought. Oh, I think what kills him, though, is he just can't get his foot to make that movie that really yeah. is going to cement itself. That could change with him yeah. kind of being a new head in DC filmmaking because he's mm-hmm. kind of taking that reign. I think that Black Adam, whether it's super mediocre or not, I think Black Adam might actually end up being yeah. potentially maybe the first step towards creating that iconic mm-hmm. character that iconic role movie whatever mm-hmm. um so we'll see but That's he's very... getting up there he's getting up there but he's still in the game he's still going he's strong still in the game. yes you said he he's made it he's in our face constantly he's made 35 movies since 2001 <laughs> that's a lot of movies. that's a lot of movies it's it's way more than one movie a year um for him to 
that's a really weird thing or an interesting thing to me is how he has kind of taken the reins of DC. And it's not just like, oh, I'm in this Black Adam movie coming out. It's like, no, I'm in this Black Adam movie. And I here's what I think they should do going forward. Here's, I want to see Black Adam fight Superman. And so I'm going to make that happen. I'm yeah. going to bring it all together. I'm going to like just start throwing my weight around, essentially. That's exactly what he did. This has yeah. been like, I think in the last four years or something like that, he has actually thrown his weight around. <laughs> Pretty much told like, whatever that other dumbass who thought the weed and cut was good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like that guy's gone and it's turning out coming out that Dwayne Johnson and his seven bucks team mm -hmm. are kind of maybe not directly, mm -hmm. but kind of pretty much directly <laughs> like responsible for these changes at Warner brothers and in the DC franchise. And yeah. I'm okay with that. Because yeah. he's flat out come out and been like, fuck critics, we're going for fan service and the fans, yeah. this is what they want, so we're going to gear towards that. And cool. Warner Brothers has needed somebody to take yeah. the reins. They don't know what they're doing. They need a Kevin Feige. They need somebody to say, here's what we need to do and, mm -hmm. and execute that. And so that could be good. It so could I suck, think, but at least it'll be consistent. Right. And I think Dwayne Johnson, I hope he doesn't kind of try to become the next Kevin Feige. Right. I just hope he helps kind of steer it a little bit, kind of course yeah. correct, and then let it be what it needs to be. Mm -hmm. um, so do you think, speaking about franchises that he's come in and revived and, and then comparing him to Arnold where he, he made a people care about a franchise and they'll keep going to it because they know he's going to see it, like you said. He, I feel like Dwayne Johnson did that with Fast Movie, the Fast Furious franchise, yeah. where it was meh. And then he came in and people were like, it's pretty good. I mm -hmm. am actually excited to see this. And it's kind of on a new level and it's more interesting. It's more exciting. But he's not in it anymore. He's no. kind of left that. He's And so do you think Fast 10 is going to see a big dip compared to Fast 9 because you don't have Paul Walker, you don't have The Rock, it's just Vin Diesel and the rest of those I, weirdos. Well, Dwayne Johnson hasn't been in it since the eighth one, seventh one. Which one was it that they are like they hate each other and refuse to work together? That was the eighth one. Yeah. Okay, I so, was thinking of Hobbs and Shaw, which came out. That's its own thing. After, but which Hobbs and thing. Shaw was supposed to be his franchise like launch. He was supposed yeah. to launch this whole side gig if you will of mm -hmm. this character of Hobbs with Jason Statham they're going to bring in Ryan Reynolds and all these people Kevin mm -hmm. Hart obviously yeah I love Hobbs and Shaw I think it's crazy entertaining it's <laughs> ridiculous as fuck but no one wants a sequel so they're not green lighting the sequel yeah he didn't get his franchise with that um, Fast 9 made a stupid amount of money for how bad that movie ended up being. Yeah. I don't even remember the movie all that well, but I remember like in it. Yeah. I remember like halfway thinking, wow, this movie is what? <laughs> yeah. Now as someone who is on that fence of like 
I think the Fury Fast and Furious movies were mediocre at mm-hmm. best until he stepped in in the fifth one. Mm-hmm. And then to me, like that's when they get cool and fun because they go super ridiculous. He kind of steered it into like, let's get away from car racing because we're adults. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. I have to say him not being a part of fast nine and how much money that made. And the fact that the hype for fast 10 is actually really big. Mm -hmm. People are going to flock to it. I kind of think Dwayne Johnson did not have the impact. Mm. We initially thought he did. Okay. And I hate saying that because to me, he did make such a great impact. He made that franchise like more enjoyable for Mm -hmm. me. But I have heard several people, I have talked to several people after the ninth one came out where they went back to the car racing crap, Mm -hmm. who said, so glad they went back to this. This is what the franchise should be. This is like, we love this. And I'm like, you are in your (laughs) mid-30s. They're OG fans. Stop it. (laughs) So I think he made an impact initially, but it wasn't one that actually saved the franchise okay kind of and i've thought about this for the past few months yeah a few weeks since we were prepping for this of like what would a fast five or a fast franchise look like without dwayne johnson yeah i think we still would have had hobbs i think they just would have had a different bulky beefed Mm -hmm. up actor in the role we probably wouldn't have gotten hobbs and shaw yeah but It would have been a a side character, not one that could have carried its own movie. Yeah, I I think the Furious Saga would continue on exactly how it's been doing. And I I say that bitterly Mm -hmm. because I'm such a fan of the ones that he's in because of him. He's my favorite part of that franchise. So it kind of sucks being like, maybe you didn't save the franchise. Um. It's hard to say with Jumanji. Jumanji was never supposed to be a franchise. It was supposed to be right. that one movie based on this children's book. They created this whole extra story for this kid's book yeah, and made it awesome with Robin Williams and like very dear to people's hearts. Right. It's a, it's a classic that people love. It is. And so I think that was a huge risk that mm-hmm. paid off because welcome to the jungle. And even that, I forget the full title, the one they did after that, those worked. Yeah. Next problem level. is where's the goddamn third one. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're talking about making franchises, you got to stick with something. You should stick with it. They should have made the third one. They made plenty of money that would audiences loved it. The yeah. Jumanji films are two of Dwayne Johnson's highest rated films. Yeah. On IMDb. In fact, I think actually Jumanji is his highest rated movie. Probably. It's his highest grossing. I have it here. I wrote down all of their IMDb ratings. (laughs) Wow. You came prepared. I like it. And I averaged them out. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go to you for the stats shortly. Um, Uh, Yeah. It's weird that he just, he he doesn't stick with something. He's in a lot of movies that get instantly greenlit for sequels. Uh, San Andreas has a sequel coming up. Red Notice Which, has a sequel coming up. 
Uh, Why does San Andreas have a sequel? I don't know. I never. I, know. I actually never watched San Andreas. Never saw it. I didn't either. I I try to watch all of his movies because I like him a lot. But he's in a lot of stuff, and there's stuff that he'll come out. I like. I didn't even know he was in the movie Faster from 2010 until like <laughs> a week, a year ago, because I thought that it was the movie Snitch from 2013. I thought they were the same movie, and I didn't understand that they were two different movies. Are they the same movie? No, there's two different movies, Faster from 2010 and Snitch from 2013. They look The cover looks almost identical. Yeah, maybe that's why it's throwing me off, because I did the same thing when I was going down there, all the films that they've been in. His, Mm -hmm. I was like, when did he make this? I don't remember (laughs) this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so San Andreas oh, is kind of the same thing. I was incorrect. Jumanji, the two sequels he did, are not his highest rated. Uh, mm. His highest rated is my favorite Disney film of all time, yeah. Moana. Yeah. Which makes sense, because it's an animated Disney film that's mm-hmm. heartwarming and awesome and beautiful. <laughs> and I love that fucking movie. It is really, really good. And... I will say it kind of there wasn't a great Disney song since Frozen and yeah. Let It Go until Moana. Until Moana. And, and we and got a I couple say, of them. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. So and yeah, and hearing the rock sing, who knew that he had such pipes that he, that he could, could do actually... it. That he could do it. Now, when he released that rap song with uh Tech Nine, <laughs> I think it was. Yeah. Oh, folks, if you didn't hear, he has a rap song that people were like, it's amazing. It's it's not. It's Yeah. It's not. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson can do many things, folks, but rapping like a badass is debatable. No offense, Dwayne Johnson. Don't come after me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as Bruce Willis's jazz album or whatever oh, it was yeah, that he I did. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis had a band. Yeah. Uh, Russell Crowe had a band. There was like, Danny, do you remember I think that? Danny DeVito had a band. Hold on. And it was all in like the 2000s that a whole bunch of these guys, well, 90s and 2000s, that all these actors' bands were like, look, we're doing it. And everyone was like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. You are most definitely not doing it. <laughs> you're a famous actor. That's enough. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Willis is. Uh, he was called Bruno when he was a musician. The Return of Bruno is an album, and uh, it is weird if you are a Bruce Willis fan. Yeah. Uh, but I will say the Dwayne the Johnson, and one of the reasons I love him so much, and one of the reasons I feel like he is very defensible as being one of the greatest of all time, is that range. That yeah. he's not just a jack dude who can be in action movies and punch dudes in the face and look cool. He's that and he's very but he's also very funny. Mm-hmm. He's very his great timing. He's uh incredibly he has like he can sing. He's did the whole Moana thing. That's very hard to do. Uh he is he's underrated in his dramatic stuff and like you said he's he's hasn't done a lot of great dramatic things. Uh, I wouldn't say Arnold's done a lot of great dramatic things. Probably the most dramatic thing he did was that zombie Maggie, that zombie movie with uh, what's her hey, face. He's, that movie is subpar, but he is excellent. He Maggie. is. 
it's it's I like it. I actually do like it, but it's kind of a deep cut of his. Uh, but the rock went ballers is his best stuff as far as like actually character development and mm -hmm. dramatic stuff and all that stuff. But when he's like out outside of his normal typecast stuff, when he does like Southland tales or pain and gain, um, those are probably his best things, even though they're not predator and terminator, they're still, they're the kind of thing I would like to see him do more of or take those kinds of risks. Yeah. I want to see him take risks. I yeah. really do. I, uh, I actually have you. Uh, I kind of feel like Dwayne Johnson should be taking some notes from Dave Batista. Yes, because Batista has been busting his ass to do every possible style of role, yeah, and committing to it. Hundred percent. I think that's commendable. I think Batista is so underrated. This is not his episode, but <laughs> I'm just saying. But if we're going to talk about wrestlers, let's get but into it. But if we're going to talk about wrestlers that are trying to, well, not really trying, but oh, he's doing evolving it. their careers to be Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave Batista has been quietly just being like, the mm -hmm. dude does it all and he mm -hmm. does it well. Yeah. And he's jacked. He's huge. And usually. <laughs> Being that body size can be distracting. Right. But it's not when Batista is throwing down. And I think it's just because he's so committed to like following the the techniques. He's learning the craft. He's developing yeah. this craft. And I think that's important and commendable because he's he's focused more on this. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think Dwayne Johnson kind of gets caught up in the social media side yeah. of, of Hollywood. Yeah. And I think if Johnson would put the Instagram away for a while mm -hmm. and maybe focused on producing or focused more on just continuing to evolve his craft. Yeah. I think Dwayne Johnson could be mm -hmm. incredible. I think he's got that potential to throw down some very dramatic moments and very dramatic films mm -hmm. and his body size would not be, the distraction yeah but he's kind of lumped himself up into because even his comedy roles yeah are written around his body size right right yeah and it it's part of why he's so funny opposite of kevin hart because yeah. they're like it's that's the, their it's the danny devito twins thing it's like it is it's exactly the danny devito and arnold twins thing now yeah. where to me arnold kind of takes a step past Dwayne Johnson in that aspect. Mm -hmm. Arnold has always been jacked. At no yeah. point in his career has he not been just right. Gur. But he was able to do roles where the body size was not necessarily a thing. You right. know, Kindergarten Cop, he is in a suit, like a right. full suit almost the entire film. Mm -hmm. You only see him kind of like... <laughs> flex and stuff when the little kids are you know thinking mm -hmm. he's a giant because he's a goddamn giant <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or jingle all the way he's like i'm or a jingle dad all the way. he's a dad who just happens to be like he the, works out he's the best dad bot of all time but he's <laughs> yeah. just a dad <laughs> i will never achieve turbo man status <laughs> but there's another thing dwayne johnson has tried several times to hit the family film 
Mm-hmm. And he has a little success in it. Tooth Fairy, train wreck. Game plan, train wreck. Race to Witch Mountain was successful and people race to which mountain successful but (laughs) again he falls into that that gray area of a lot of people have forgotten just he's done 35 movies yeah and a fairly short amount of time nobody remembers race to which and no one the only thing people remember from race to which mountain are the memes right the memes are excellent yeah Whereas Schwarzenegger hit the family films. Mm-hmm. And even though they're not highly ranked, even mm-hmm. though critics absolutely detest anything that he did family friendly wise, audiences connected to it, audiences still love it. Mm-hmm. Jingle all the way. Yeah. Not reviewed as like <laughs> an amazing film. Yeah. But it made an impact on our generation and our parents mm-hmm. to the point where like every Christmas, Families still flock to that movie. People still yeah. get goosebumps when he calls his son's name from the fucking float. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. that whole thing of him learning what it means to prioritize your family yeah. is huge. Right. Dwayne Johnson, I think, is still getting it. I think he got super close and kind of did achieve that with Moana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as much as I love Moana, mm-hmm. I think what kind of hinders it though it was animated yeah so there's no you don't have that live action connection right it's like saying oh meg ryan is in a disney movie and you're like what disney movie is meg ryan in because you don't picture her in it (laughs) right and yeah it's the same kind of thing people do i think attribute it more than normal that he was the voice in moana because he is so big and he also looks like him and he's Samoan well, and all he, that stuff. He, he wasn't Moana. Moana's the princess. I know that. He's he's Maui the giant guy, but he's Maui. in Moana. Um, but I, I, I do think there's a very fair criticism that I would like to see him take more risks. I would also like him to see, to put it back into wrestling terms, he has been a baby face for so long yeah. that he cannot, I think, make that turn or it's going to be very jarring for people if he ever does make that heel turn to be a villain, like a sincere villain. That's kind of why I want to see Black Adam and I want to see him do great in Black Adam because I want to see him go down that path of being opposite Superman, opposite Shazam, all this stuff. He could be a great, dark, serious villain. And still big, still intimidating and huge. He doesn't have to like hide his muscles or anything to do that. Although I, I also would love to see a Batista level thing out of him, like Blade Runner 2049, or I'm so excited about Knock at the Cabin with uh, yeah. M. Night's new movie with Batista because he has like, I don't know, just molded himself to be whatever this role needs to be, I guess, yep. instead of being the rock in this movie. Right. Um, coworker and I got into it the other day, actually. He didn't even know we were doing this episode until this morning, uh, the morning of recording. Yeah. And uh, But he refers to Dwayne Johnson constantly as Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, dude, he dropped the rock forever ago. It's He'll Dwayne always Johnson's. be my rock. It's always the rock. 
it got me thinking. Yeah. I think that's a rut. I think Johnson needs to actually retire the rock. Hmm. I think he's been, and I know, hot. <laughs> Whoa. What? Yeah. He You're built his whole about... career off of the character of the rock. Yeah. But he's not a part of wrestling anymore. He's always going to have that legacy, but the wrestling arena, mm-hmm. not not just the actual like ring, but that whole world, that whole whatever, mm-hmm. he has not actively been a part of it forever. But he'll have the legacy there, and I think that's where he needs to leave it. Yeah. I think that actually hinders, and it's. I think you just said it perfectly, where, oh, The Rock is in another movie. Mm-hmm. I think if yeah. he finally just steps completely away from that, you know, that pseudonym, I think he might actually be able to start progressing more. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I think comparing him to Batista is interesting because they both come from the same world, but they didn't come from the same place because The Rock was sky high when he left. He was top of the world, top of everything. Everybody loved him. Batista was, people liked him. He was great, but he wasn't like, he wasn't rock level or undertake yeah. level or john cena level like he he's he's able to transition and 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 have people like him who don't know that he was a wrestler kind of thing <laughs> right. where it would be like if mark calloway started being a actor and people are like who's mark calloway and they're like oh the undertaker's in this movie you're like oh the undertaker's in this movie. right i know that guy <laughs> right and so of course they're going to market it as the rock is in this movie because Everybody knows The Rock. Like even rest people who've never seen wrestling know The Rock and what everyone he did knows him and because he's fucking everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it it's I kind of agree with you that he does need to shed that in order to transition to another level. Yeah, of 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 quality <clears throat> and memorability, but and that's I don't so I don't, hard. Yeah, and I totally understand the difficulty to that because it's the whole foundation. Yeah. And and when I say, like, he needs to retire, I have no, like, there's nothing ill will to me having that opinion because he was super entertaining in wrestling. He's always going to have that impact. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Jake's, would I make my, he hasn't had an iconic role (laughs) jake is immediately gonna be like he is the iconic role he's the rock Mm -hmm. i was like but wrestling my thought was wrestling is not hollywood it's like the soap opera wannabe hollywood but it's Mm -hmm. not there quite yet yeah so i was gonna be like it doesn't actually count (laughs) in terms of his film career yeah no it's true um, but if you think of his role as that public persona yeah. that we talked about, the face that he has to wear that everybody loves, and that's why they see his movies, even though they're mediocre, and they, they is, they're under this like weird spell, though, where everybody thinks of him in such a positive way that nobody really talks about the fact that his movies are mediocre. They're just like, oh, you were in a movie? It was okay. 
I'll forgive it, whatever. I'll see the next right. one that comes out. Like nobody, everybody is in this weird mindset where they don't need him to make a Predator or Terminator. There's just that like, true. The Rock is great. The Rock is incredible. Uh, he he saves movies he's in. He stars in movies he's in. He revives franchises. He's franchise Viagra. He just is is fairy dust. That's that is just magically. It's like people. It's like. But people how long forget. is that going to last? It's not going to stay in the test of time, which I think is what you're getting at, and uh, which is what Arnold has. And he has that, and he will always have that. No, but nothing can take that away. And Arnold even has that with his mediocre bad films. Yeah. Even his worst film, which is a debate, was it Hercules in New York, or is it Batman and Robin? <laughs> you know, pick your poison, folks. Yeah. But they stand the test of time. For some stupid reason, I think those it's movies for, stick with people. It's It's weirdly for the same reason, I think. In the sense that people love Arnold, yeah, and they they love him, and so even his worst movies they enjoy because it's Arnold being Arnold. You, he's always going to have that over the top accent. He can never like pretend to be anything right. other than like, what he and, really and is. And he's not even trying to force this accent; it's yeah. just part of him, right? And so they love Arnold. They love The Rock, and that's why they like those movies as well. It's just. I, it's slightly different. There's so yeah. much overlap, but it's slightly different. So I, I also thought of this. Now, I'm a big fan of this franchise, which Arnold is not the star of. He's a cameo at best in yeah. all three of them. Yeah. But <laughs> would the Expendables have been so much no. fun without his cameos? Because <laughs> when Stallone first announced that he was doing this yeah, and bringing friends back... Mm-hmm. I remember you and I even had these conversations of because the first one was right after Arnold was done being governor. Yeah. So he was allowed to be in films again. And you and I, I remember having conversations with you about like, this could be a blast because it's mm -hmm. going back to that 80s style action where that just doesn't give a shit. Like the right. brace just being violent and ridiculous. And <laughs> it is what it is. Mm hmm. And I distinctly remember you and I both being like, but the only way it can truly be great is yeah. if Arnold is in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's, it, it just needed it to be complete because yes, he defined that time period in that genre. Yeah. It was kind of a perfect storm because yes, he came into Hollywood at the exact right time. Hollywood was always going to be in the eighties and nineties going to be very action movie focused. Yep. They had, everybody was an action star. Even if you weren't a Jack dude, you were an action star for Bruce some reason. Willis became an action star from being on a terrible, like TV show <laughs> rom-com thing. So yeah, they've made action movies constantly and just put everybody in them. It helped if you were jacked and it helped if you were the most jacked person on the planet, namely Arnold Schwarzenegger. But Yes, I think that he he came into the game at the perfect time, and even though there would have been a ton of action movies in the eighties and nineties if he was never born, he still defined the the eighties and nineties action yeah. genre. So yeah, to get to have Stallone start making a movie full of action icons, yeah, the first question you ask is when is Arnold going to be in <laughs> right? It? Like, well, where is the 
Yeah. <laughs> I, where, where's the guy? Because we it's all need cool. the guy. It's cool that you're putting Chuck Norris and Jet Li and and <laughs> all of these people, Darth Lundberg and all these people in it. It's but when are we getting Arnold? <laughs> right. Like, oh, that's... you got Bruce Willis. Cool. Where's Arnold? <laughs> yeah. That's job one is get Arnold on board. <laughs> right. And it's Arnold's films, and yeah, he's very generational for you and I, for our parents. Yeah. He his impact on those movies, even the bad ones, like people trash on end of days all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just because I'm like a <laughs> devoted fan. Yeah. Or if I genuinely just don't see the same movie they're seeing, because I watch End of Days and I'm like, it's not the greatest. Right. But the special effects are badass. Mm-hmm. The design of Satan is fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a couple real bad one liners in it. The movie is dark and kind of <laughs> creepy. Like well, the thing about Arnold's is you expect one liners. Like you do. ever since commando like you if it's not a if there's not one-liners in it it's not an arnold movie (laughs) true (laughs) yeah i now all that being said and you and i have kind of already been saying it this whole time i wonder if you folks have caught on their careers yeah mirror each other like they're very parallel yeah they have a lot of similarities I, I actually think this is a cool thing for action fans like us, for Arnold fans mm-hmm. like us who grew up on his films and his career. I think it's a cool thing to be able to not lose that. Yeah. We actually get the next one in line, which right. is pretty cool and pretty rare. Yeah. So I'm like, when we did the decided to do this debate episode, I was like, well, this will be interesting because you and I both view this <laughs> pretty much the same. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we both kind of re- like <laughs> realized all of this in prep for this of like, fuck, mm-hmm. this literally is a story of passing the torch. And now we're just waiting for Dwayne to finally utilize said torch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he needs to, yeah, he needs to step into it, like we were saying. But it, I do think the similarities are so interesting, and the fact yeah. that they both, obviously, they're both big jack guys, but they big. and both came from like sports, sports entertainment kind of thing. Um, but it's the way that Arnold just was able to encapsulate the love of audiences Mm -hmm. I feel like has been Arnold's love is focused on the theater and the characters and the movies. And I do think because maybe it's because Dwayne came from WWE, which was very focused on kind of live audiences and real life. And, and the whole point of wrestling is, is playing the character constantly and not not falling out of character or giving away uh, that that it's staged or acted, but also coming um, in the technology we have today. We have the internet and phones and things constantly. He, you brought up Instagram. Yes, he's on Instagram. He's on TikTok. He's on all this stuff, um, sharing his life and his brand and all this stuff. And and yeah, 
he's in all of these things with the, the tequila and the under armor and all the stuff <laughs> he he's in a lot and so maybe that spreads him a little thin mm-hmm. and and it's not it, i mean it gets you a larger piece of the pie he's everywhere constantly he's producing he's doing all this stuff arnold was just focused on acting and being governor and all right (laughs) and so he did a lot but he didn't do all these different things or have as much of the Mm -hmm. constant media attention so uh, the way that i kind of i kind of view it is both both of these guys are kind of uh a living life lesson if you will Mm -hmm. where schwarzenegger pretty patient and just mm-hmm. did what he felt he needed to do. Yes, he's focused on the Hollywood, like the the theater audience. He's he's focused on I make my career based on how many people actually go to see my movie. Yeah. And who I can make a fan like who am I going to make a fan of me? Right. Cuz it's a giant toss up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's a huge gamble, it's a risk. He's very patient with his his career and it's paid off for him where he can literally step back. And now he's just kind of like this old guy who's got a newsletter. (laughs) First off, how much of an old guy thing is that where he's like, I have a newsletter and you're Mm -hmm. like, wait, what? It's a legitimate (laughs) newsletter. You sign up for it. (laughs) He has a newsletter, but he also has a tank. (laughs) The tank isn't his like it. That's pretty cool, though. (laughs) (laughs) You can have a newsletter if you have a tank. That's the rule. (laughs) I just I think that's so funny that he's like he has farm animals for pets. Like he put the few things that he'll post is like, here's my donkey just hanging out in the (laughs) living room with me. Yeah. Like, oh, um, I I have to make an appearance at the Mr. Olympia thing they're doing right now because my name is kind of. Mm-hmm. on it so i'm there to shake the hand take the photo i'm gonna go carve pumpkins with sylvester stallone like <laughs> yeah. he's able he set his career up so well that his soft retirement is like almost just as rewarding where he yeah. literally can be like i survived a giant scandal people still love me and i right. like totally destroyed my whole family Dwayne Johnson hasn't faced any scandals yet, which I think is actually cool. Yeah. And commendable. Like, good on you. I think yeah. that's hopefully legit and hopefully, yeah. like, genuine. Yeah. Um, but where I was going with this is Dwayne Johnson seems to be more for uh, instant gratification. Mm-hmm. And I think that does stem from the wrestling world because in the wrestling world, it is you have to make an instant impact yeah or you don't have a career yeah like there is no slow burn in wrestling it's you hit that stage in the big like the big stage yeah you have to be on point you have yeah. to know your character in and out you have to be mm-hmm. ready for any kind of rewrite we're going to do right at the curtain like and you have to make them love you or hate you or hate you immediately and if you're if you're anywhere in the middle you're gone you're gone so he's his career has been kind of bred on instant gratification. Yeah. And that's why I worry, like genuinely worry for his career to suddenly just like mm-hmm. burn out. 
Yeah. And he's also, I think, a product of this generation yeah. where we also are products of, <laughs> we, of we are. instant gratification <laughs> and <laughs> internet and all this stuff. And so he's playing the game, I think, because mm -hmm. it is making him very successful. But is the success that he's having, is it going to be as, as lasting as kind of the way that Arnold or others did it, where it's, it's it, those giant classic stories or, or even just the way people view you, where you're not just likable, but yeah. where I think Dwayne Johnson is extremely likable and charismatic and fun and funny, and everybody wants to believe he's the nicest guy on the planet, and he very well may be. But that is not exactly the reason why people love all of Arnold's movies, even the bad ones, is that they right. love him and and everything that he did because, I guess, the way he did it. Well, Arnold always... Both men do this. I, I've seen both men do it, and I applaud both for doing it. I think I give Arnold a little bit edge just because he did it in a time of no cell phones, no social yeah. media, no... I mean, all the press was was paparazzi and like 2020 uh or e-news Ooh, <laughs> yeah but arnold you know trying to make yourself likable which you have to do if you're pursuing a, a career in the spotlight yeah you have to make yourself likable to the majority of an audience you're not aiming for everybody you're just mm -hmm. aiming for the the majority Sometimes not even majority. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he had to do that without all this added help. Yeah. Technology, you know? Yeah. And I think that's cool. But both men, whenever they make a decision, they stick to it. Even when it blows up in their face, mm -hmm. like Arnold will still defend Planet Hollywood, the restaurant. You know, yeah. it was a huge, horrible investment. Big, big mistake between him, Stallone and Willis. Mm -hmm. And Stallone and Willis still to this day are like, we don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. Schwarzenegger has always been like, yep, we kind of fucked up on that one, but <laughs> we learned a few things from it. So yeah. I think the fact it that... It seemed like such a good idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember not? the coats. I remember the announcements of Planet Hollywood, the restaurant. And it was like, yeah. this seems cool. <laughs> as a kid you're like i can't wait to go and our parents were like it's gonna fail before it even gets off the <laughs> yeah. ground yeah. right but i i commend both men because dwayne johnson will also he does it a little quieter mm -hmm. or something doesn't work out he'll kind of like ignore it or just be like hey we took some notes on that last one people didn't yeah. seem to respond to it so we're gonna move on from it and make the next best thing yeah, um, I think that's cool that both can just kind of own up to that. I think Schwarzenegger does it a little bit better, mm -hmm. but I think that's because Schwarzenegger has faced a little bit more real world issues with yeah. having actual scandals around him. True, true. Yeah, the I think the stakes are different in the sense yeah. that obviously Dwayne Johnson is still very much in it and kind of needs yeah. that public opinion to be maintained. And yeah, he hasn't had the scandals and things that, or been into politics or anything. Right. And so Which, now he's hinting politics too. And I, I have to laugh at that because I'm like, 
of course you would because yeah. Arnold did politics and your mm -hmm. career mirrors his. So <laughs> that's your next step. <laughs> yeah, it has to be. Yeah, it's wild that, I mean, people a few years ago, I don't know if they still are, were joking about him running for president. I didn't know that people really wanted Arnold to run for president to yeah. the point where they were trying to pass a bill to allow non-US born people to actually run because if you're not from the US, you can't be a president if you're not born in the US. Uh, but people were like, let's just pass a bill, then we can have Arnold then be Then we can president. have Arnold. I mean, he wasn't a great governor. He was a better governor than I think people thought he could be. Granted, he did leave the yeah. state in like financial distress. <laughs> but what politician doesn't do that? True. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like in their job description to fuck the country over. What? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's like a weird rash of stars from Predator going into governorship with Jesse Ventura, <laughs> Jesse Ventura. also doing that. <laughs> he yeah. was the governor of the state of Minnesota, kids. Look it up. Look it up. Uh, yeah, I just I think their careers are really interesting. I think Arnold has just I think Arnold has actually had more adversity yeah. in his career than Dwayne Johnson has had. It's also I think that it's it's hard to criticize and say, oh, we just want Dwayne Johnson to make a Terminator or a Predator or have that classic lasting thing. How do, how do you do that, though? Like, that's not well, a thing. True. It's mostly and dumb luck in the sense that you don't know. You make Terminator, and you sit down, and they're like, here's a story about the sci-fi movie with the time-traveling robot who is going to kill this guy in the past. And you're like, great. So a bunch of nerds will like that movie, and it won't, it'll be big for about five minutes, and that's it. But you then don't it, know. It, not only did it make all, like, nerds excited, yeah. but it made, like, horror film fans excited because yeah. it felt like a horror film but it's a drama yeah it like it's survival. slow and scary like, like Halloween and, yeah. <laughs> you get awesome special effects for the time i yeah. mean yeah it yes so, i think dumb luck is a huge factor it's a lot like the first star wars it's like you're making this really weird movie there's no way that it's going to be universally successful and if you, if people in the seventies could see Star Wars and then see what it will become now, they wouldn't believe it. They'd be like, "This is there's literally no way that everybody <laughs> on the planet can be like that out of their mind about Star Wars and wearing Star right. Wars and all these toys and merchandising right. and rides and theme parks and all this stuff." So that and so to to say, I want to make a movie that is like that iconic. It's partly dumb luck that people yes. will just grab onto that unique thing you have to make unique things that's step one you have to take those risks well Dwayne Johnson has done some of that and some of it is really good but you he hasn't had the one that people have grabbed onto and been yeah. like this is incredible I will watch this forever so here's my my question to you then. unless you're me and you're gonna watch pain and gain constantly <laughs> okay pain and gain is a cool movie folks yeah. if you haven't watched it go watch it it's actually really good um Arnold relied on dumb luck and it paid mm -hmm. off. Arnold yeah. relied on taking huge risks and it paid off. It yeah. doesn't always pay off. Dumb luck is like right. the name of the game <laughs> when you're in Hollywood. Yeah. Do you think then 
that Dwayne Johnson keeps self-sabotaging, not on purpose, mm -hmm. by trying, actively trying to make that kind of iconic role. Because every movie he makes, he says mm -hmm. the same thing about it, where it's, this was for you. This is the greatest <laughs> film you're going to see. This movie's mm -hmm. huge. This movie's going to blow your mind. He said that about Rampage being like the best video game film anyone yeah. would ever see. And although I enjoy it, yeah, it is not the greatest video <laughs> game movie ever made. <laughs> I don't think that he actually believes it. I don't think that he is sincere in saying that. I think that it is his job to sell tickets yes. and put asses in seats. And he is great at his job. Which he does. He does. Yes. And so he is going to hype it up and get people interested in something they wouldn't normally be interested in. And he's great at that. I, I, I don't think that he is trying. He's actively trying to take those risks and get that iconic role that Schwarzenegger okay. had or that you just said. I think that he is actually trying to maintain the level and status he's at and taking relatively safe things because those kinds of risks are like you said, they are not maintainable and they're not things that will always pay off. They're not something you can make a career out of. It's just constant risk. I think it works to do it at the beginning and it's a really good way to break in and to get really high in the stratosphere and the public opinion really quickly. I think Arnold did that where he did some weird things. He did a Western. If you've not seen that, you should he go did. see the Western. You gotta watch his Western. He did a Western. He did a time travel movie with Terminator. He did a Predator movie with the the most dangerous game with aliens. Um, he does all of these like crazy things, and some of them really hit early on. Yeah, and then he starts taking safer and safer things to maintain. I think Dwayne Johnson kind of was he didn't take huge risks early on but he still was able to achieve a massive level just by taking a lot of stuff and making yeah. it pretty good and making people like it quite a bit. And so he's just going to keep doing that probably. And this, I mean, it is good to probably safer to take a huge risk where he's at now because he's so successful and his, his bank account could take a hit. His ego could take a hit. His public opinion could take a hit. And people would still really like him. Yeah. It's like the Arnold thing. You could have a massive um, scandal and everybody's like, that's okay. <laughs> You're still Arnold. I still love you. <laughs> right. I think Dwayne's there. He could certainly uh, have a huge scandal and people are like, that's okay. He's pretty nice. We still like him. Uh, but I don't think that he's probably going to. I think those, those levels of risks are things that it's better to take early to get that success yeah. and not something you want to do late and potentially lose all of that success you've built. So you're, you're saying you think he kind of uh, has passed that moment or uh, to like have that accidental hit to really launch. He's I kind of had to keep hitting that ignite button, you know, like, yeah, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah. Whereas yeah, I've Arnold was able to like, holy shit, Terminator just became this huge thing. What do we do now? Well, we're going to make a second one later on, and yeah. it's going to be reviewed as the best <laughs> sequel ever. 
right until the dark knight came out and then people were like hold up <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah i think i do think that i think that he could and i think that he should but if i'm gonna bet on it i don't think that he will yeah i think that he certainly could take a risk and 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 bet on riskier things now yeah. with his and I, and I throw his throw his cash and his yeah. popularity and everything into projects that that kind of need it mm -hmm. and not into franchises that don't need it like you right. don't need to be making san andreas 2 and jungle cruise 2 and all of these things makes something throw that all of that into something new and interesting which i am so excited about the dc stuff if he can and if he does actually do that mm -hmm. that could be good and it and it it could be great and i <laughs> i have to laugh about the parallel between Dwayne Johnson joining DC in Black Adam and, and Schwarzenegger <laughs> joining DC. Arnold Schwarzenegger's experience in the DC universe is a little different, but yeah. I still really enjoy it. But as I think Mr. it Police. could be a real cool uh kind of mirror effect almost. Yeah. You know, the reverse effect, I mean, whereas Schwarzenegger's time in the DC kind of almost effectively killed not just yeah. DC films. Mm. But comic book movies after that one were like, nope, yeah. <laughs> don't well, touch them. I would Do blame it. Schumacher more than Schwarzenegger. Yes. But yes, 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 yes. I blame Schumacher so much. <laughs> but if Johnson can do the opposite, where yeah. he steps into DC and kind of helps breathe a little much needed life into it, right? I think what he has planned, what he's been hinting at with mm -hmm. what they want to do mm -hmm. i think he could be that guy that is mm -hmm. thank you you know for doing this for the fans for giving us what we actually wanted to see yeah and not what warner brothers thought we should see and do <laughs> um, right i think this will be a good test though for johnson to see if he maintains his word on yeah. they asked him are you trying to take a bite out of marvel and he said no I'd rather pick a whole different apple than what Marvel's doing and, you know, eat it myself. Yeah. And the metaphor there is so obvious. I'm hoping he stands true to that conviction yeah. and doesn't try to just copy Marvel as yeah. Marvel is getting ready to kind of, honestly, Marvel is getting ready to rejuvenate a lot. Well, they're also, people are starting to see them become victims of their own formula. Yes. Like they, they, have done something very successful for a long time, but it you don't know the side effects when you're starting out. When you get 25, 30 movies deep, people are like, oh, there are a lot of side effects to what you're doing, which is the burnout of the audience, yep. people feeling like they can't keep up, too much stuff, a bunch it's, of shows that it's are mediocre. too much stuff. It's yeah. too much shit. It was too much shit when they tried to incorporate Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It was too yeah. much then. Now they just keep adding and adding and adding and adding. And I get that the whole idea that they're doing is trying to follow a comic book process, but yeah. through film, mm -hmm. which is a cool idea, probably <laughs> not going to have the same longevity. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that Dwayne Johnson's, this will sound weird being a comic <laughs> book fan and comic book movie fan. 
and mm-hmm. someone who wants to see all the characters come mm-hmm. to life. I kind of hope Johnson is stepping in to give an actual end game. Yeah. To like a DC universe. Yeah. Here's the definitive universe. We'll end it here. We can move on and then we can do reboots or one-offs. Yeah. Randomly. Yeah. I, I, I would really like him to stay true to that word so that that has been a DC's problem for a long time, which was kind of chasing Marvel, wanting to have the success Marvel had, uh, just do that so own that same thing with their own properties. I commend uh, Dwayne Johnson for saying no. We want to do something different because that's exactly what they need to do. They not just because people are kind of burnt out on the Marvel thing, and so if you're going to copy it, they're not going to be interested in you either, <laughs> right? <laughs> but also because you it's always been us versus them dc versus marvel you need to be different and establish yourself as whatever you are mm-hmm. for people to actually see you as something different and care about you differently otherwise yeah. it's just more comic book movies nobody really <laughs> right. cares about that <laughs> you, you got to give a different take on a story you got to do something mm-hmm. different i also uh, feel like comic books the the actual physical comic books and comic book movies, if they're trying to follow the same model of those stories and have so much uh, different arcs. It's an impossible task. And stuff, it's impossible. And it's also, if you look at it closely, not very successful. Like comic books are not very successful. People like them. Some people like them. I love them. But I have a whole bunch. I have a when's the last time you, my computer. When's the last time you bought one when it first came out? last week <laughs> okay <laughs> and and do you buy crossing like arcs and stuff you're like or do you buy one book that you like um every now and again i'll do the crossing arcs mm-hmm. usually you might have like one issue on a crossing arc that you're like oh that connects directly to what this character's doing here yeah so i kind of need to know what that motivation was <laughs> um but this is why trying to do Trying to follow a comic book process, yeah. but in film, is impossible because comic books are allowed and encouraged to just be whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they fully embrace the multiverse, so they can have a thousand Batman's, they can have a thousand Iron Man's, right. or black panthers all fighting the same guy but in different areas doing different things different motivations and they get away with it yeah because there's just so much Mm -hmm. there it's a never-ending multiverse for all things marvel all things dc all things idw all things vertigo like the list goes on and on and on (laughs) and on and on folks for those that don't know (laughs) comics guys yeah it's insane it's an impossible task it's like if what you're experiencing with the marvel movies and the shows and everything else it's like that times a thousand because if you walk into a comic book shop and you're like i would like a batman comic please and they're like okay great we have batman we have (laughs) detective comics we have gotham knights we have like we have (laughs) new batman we have batman on earth 52 we have all of this stuff it's like okay i don't know what i want anymore right. because i don't right. know what any of that means but comics although like they're they're quietly successful they're not so huge that they're in everyone's face all over the place they're not yeah. marketed like yeah like books or whatever or mainstream books 
but as someone who goes to the comic book shop fairly regularly, yeah, I think what keeps it going is the love for the characters in these stories. There are yeah. fans that have been reading these comics since they first started coming out back in like the fifties. Right. And all that. Well, yeah, not the first first, but <laughs> like early, early vintage days. Yeah. People are still coming back and still comic books rely on the passion of the fan. Right. The movies though are trying to rely on that. Mm -hmm. And it turns out it only works for a small percentage of your actual movie going audience. So they have to find a way to like, right accommodate the rest which is weird for me to say because i'm like go read some fucking source material and you'll find a lot of flaws in marvel but this yeah. isn't a marvel episode but <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's an awkward thing to do to cater to the fan but also attract a larger audience yep and and i think that dwayne johnson is is trying to do that as much as anybody is trying to do that I think this might be the greatest test or example of his franchise Viagra. Right. You know, he's and, had and that, that label for a long time now. It's the, it is the biggest test in the sense that Warner brothers needs it the most. Yes. Because they have, they've completely puttered out of the of the Zack Snyder verse they right. kind of are hanging on to pieces they have a flash movie on the shelf there's trying to put out aquaman but they don't know what they're doing they're losing batman they're they're trying not to they're not trying not to lose superman until very recently <laughs> which is the most ridiculous thing if and if you took anybody who knew anything about dc comics and said we have the most perfect superman we made one movie 10 years ago. We have no plans to make another movie. People are like, what the hell are you doing? Right. Like of all the superheroes in the universe of superheroes yeah. do not embrace the one that started all of it is yeah. solely responsible for all of it. Whatever company you're a fan yeah. of. This one dude who the fans are passionate about, who right. like he connected to audiences unlike any other Boy Scout hero has. Mm -hmm. And Warner Brothers was like, you know what's a good idea? Fire him. <laughs> yes. And move on and make all of this random stuff. And yeah. And so I think it's very good that Discovery is kind of cleaning house, yeah. even though I would have liked to see Brendan Fraser in the Batgirl movie. I don't think the Batgirl movie would have been very good, so I don't really mind. They just canned the Zatanna movie, so that yep. is also fine by me. And I really wouldn't mind if Seven Bucks takes over and Dwayne Johnson just starts like directing shop and saying, get your shit together. Because he knows how to get people to like you. Yep. That's what he's done in wrestling. That's what it's he's what he's at. done in, in film. He, everybody on the planet likes him. And so if you want people to like your movies, maybe you should make have Dwayne Johnson do it. I hope that he lets filmmakers execute it because I do still want the Batman and Joker and things like that that are not Dwayne Johnson-y. But 
if he can just kind of oversee the success of this is what you're doing wrong. You're completely ignoring these properties like Superman that are obvious hits. Um, find the right people to execute them and go execute them. That's kind of what they need as a conductor. And I think Dwayne Johnson has elevated himself to that kind of producer level successfully. I think he yeah. is a very successful face on the film, but I think he may be even a more successful producer. And well, we're going to find out because this is like stuff. seven bucks first huge hit. Yeah. You know, I think uh, fighting with my family was, yeah, I think that actually was his first I seven bucks true. production. I think I might be wrong. I think that's true. I think he had some hand in ballers with uh, okay. with Mark Wahlberg's production company, because um, he did that after Entourage. But I th I'm, I do think you're right. I what what an incredible story. I love part of the reason I love Dwayne Johnson and is is his story that he had literally seven dollars right. in his pocket, <laughs> came to WWE, became a huge star went to film, became millionaire, billionaire, all this stuff. And now he is producing multi-hundred million dollar movies, $200 million movies. Um, and that well, he's, just that underdog success story to like rise to greatness. Yeah. Everybody likes that. It is. It's funny because Schwarzenegger came to the States with like <laughs> no money. All he had on him was a Mr. Olympia. Yeah. My dad was a part of the Nazi party. <laughs> Let's not talk about that one. Like it's like look at my, my whole seven, family is completely destroyed. Look at my seven medals and rippling pecs. <laughs> right. I need to do something. I love film. Mm -hmm. Let's throw my hand in that. That was kind of what he did, and he just started learning. Like he had a passion for the art. Dwayne Johnson mm -hmm. has always had a passion for the art. Yeah. Yes, people. Wrestling is an art. It is yeah. entertainment. It is creative arts. It is exactly that. Mm -hmm. He had a passion for it. He was raised in it. Where Schwarzenegger wasn't raised in the arts, he turned to the arts to help cope with all the bullshit going on in his childhood. The dude had nothing. He was one of those kids that was like, what do I play with? I'm a seven-year-old. And his family was <laughs> like, there's a stick. Figure it out. So he had to figure it out. Like... Yeah. I think it's cool that both of these guys who are looked at not just in Hollywood, but in our culture, mm -hmm. they're both viewed as almost definitive success stories. Yeah. From, you know, rags to riches, that kind yeah. of story. Larger than um, life now. And both have actually been maintaining that success really, really well. Yeah. Uh, but like I said earlier, my concern for Dwayne Johnson is that it won't it won't just quietly kind of successfully ride. Mm -hmm. I genuinely am worried that he burns out. Yeah. And I don't want to see him burn out because I think his career could be so incredible, especially as a producer, like what you were saying. I think it would be cool to see him start <laughs> dipping his fingers into mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. of like behind the scenes kind of stuff. And I, I want to see him give himself that opportunity to actually take those big chances on like an ultra dramatic role. I want to see him play like you 
yeah. I want to see him play just a horrible villain. Like, <laughs> yeah. I want to see you play the bad guy. I think yeah. he could do it, and I think yeah. he could be really entertaining. Mm-hmm. I just, I worry that his career will just burn out before we get that opportunity to ever see him actually do that. Yeah, it's possible. And I don't, I don't want to see that. I don't wish that at all. Right. Because I'm a fan. <laughs> right. right. Like, I am one of those guys that's like, oh, Dwayne Johnson's got a movie coming out. I guess I know what I'm watching that weekend. <laughs> yeah. Like when Red Notice came out on Netflix, I was one of those mm-hmm. billions upon billions of people <laughs> that streamed it at the same time. My daughter even watched it with me. And she even, when it ended, she was like, we need more. It's like, yeah. I know. <laughs> it has a low rating on IMDb, and yet everyone seems to enjoy it. So it's yeah. weird because he has that same uh, uh, level as Schwarzenegger, where bad films, or I don't want to say bad films, low rated for yeah. some odd reason films yeah. are actually beloved by so <laughs> many people. So it's very hard to figure out, like, yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it ha- critics obviously have a lot to do with that. Yeah. Obviously, they're not really movies for critics. They're movies for the people. For the people, if, for the fans. I mean, the Rock has always been a man of the people and the people's elbow and all that stuff. Well, and Schwarzenegger has always made movies to entertain someone. Yeah. I don't think he's ever given a shit about what critics have to say. You know what Dwayne Johnson needs to do? What? That Schwarzenegger did what spoof himself <laughs> yeah he would be great at that actually Schwarzenegger totally leaned into making fun of himself making fun of his own films mm-hmm. his catchphrases all of it with last action hero which is one of the greatest unsung like action comedies of the 90s yeah Dwayne Johnson needs to spoof himself I think that could actually be mm-hmm. uh, what's kind of like a like a grounding movie for audiences to be like there it is he yeah like true look how humble this dude is mm-hmm. he's poking fun at himself not on social media not on this yeah but he's taking everything that his career is built on and now he's poking fun at it yeah yeah that we're all on the same page we all yeah. you you see what we're seeing kind of thing I would really like to see him do that. He needs to spoof himself. That would be amazing. And I feel like he would come across like he enjoyed it. I think he would. He would certainly enjoy it. All right. So who do you think won our debate? Are you asking me or are you asking the people? It doesn't matter who (laughs) won our debate. That's the point. True. Um... (laughs) I think we've both established on a basis like true true note both men have amazing careers built on not amazing film. <laughs> yeah. But they're so good with connecting with people mm-hmm. that it's forgiven. And they might be a couple of the rare men of Hollywood that have that grace from an Mm -hmm. audience. Yeah, absolutely. 
So I, I think they're both amazing. I'm a huge fan of both. And genuinely, I think mm -hmm. Schwarzenegger still takes the cake of being the true Hollywood icon between the two of them. Yeah. But I think Johnson is making his way up. He just has to, he has a couple steps he really needs to, or a couple hurdles he really has to overcome. Yeah. To hit that, like, end all. Because he's got the, like, on the surface, he looks like he's got it. Mm -hmm. But diving into it, I don't think he's quite yeah. there. Yeah. I think it's a kind of a ridiculous thing to talk about someone who's currently doing something mm -hmm. as if they are, are a legend who has had a complete and fully formed career. It's the LeBron versus Jordan thing yeah. where LeBron is fine. He's still doing it though. He hasn't come. He hasn't, you don't know all of his stuff yet. Right. And I think Dwayne Johnson is the same way. He needs to stick the landing. He needs to, he's still doing his career. He still has a lot of things going on, a lot of irons in the fire, a lot of things, ways he could go. He could crash and burn. He could be the greatest of all time. Uh, but it, it remains to be seen at this point. Right. And, but I do, I do agree. I think I love both of them. Schwarzenegger is easy to sum up because it is com that complete like he, thing. It's culminated, right? Yeah. But it is also, there are notable high points that will stand the test of time long before, long after we're dead, even. <laughs> right. Of like people will be watching Terminator 2 and be like, this is the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and they won't, they don't have that yet with Dwayne Johnson. So, yeah, he, he hasn't had at. his, uh, his thumbs up moment quite yet. <laughs> I think yet. he can still achieve it. It's just, it's coming. Now, yeah. I, I hinted at it earlier. Uh, and Jake, you're going to get a kick out of this. Okay. Um, so I, I went through both of these guys as IMDBs. Yeah. Uh, with Dwayne Johnson, obviously I, I omitted all wrestling from it. Okay. And I also omitted cameo a, roles. Yeah. He has a lot of, wrestling credits obviously but yeah. yeah i also was looking i was like oh yeah he appears in the yeah, other guys so he appears and gets smart all the movies that both schwarzenegger and dwayne johnson appeared in or had small cameo supporting roles i did not include in this i was sticking okay. with leading man top build this yeah. was their film first off their ratings are really 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 similar <laughs> okay and when i average both out yeah dwayne johnson has an average of 6.12 or mm -hmm. 6.13 if you round up because all the numbers sure got to round up so 6.13 arnold has an average of 6.11 Ooh, slight lead because of one movie. <laughs> I was going to say, it's also crossed 35 compared to 30. So Schwarzenegger, the one that killed Schwarzenegger, yeah. was Batman and Robin. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. <laughs> it's like, it's got a 3.7, I think, on oh, IMDb. Damn. Okay, hot take time. It is not 
that bad. 3.7 for Batman and Robin and 3.3 for Hercules in New York. Uh, Those two movies killed <laughs> his average. If I omitted mm-hmm. that, the reason why I call out Batman and Robin was because when I did this, yeah. if I omitted Batman and Robin, Schwarzenegger actually goes over Johnson sure. by like point one. <laughs> one 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 like they yeah. are almost identical average audience scores interesting which i thought was interesting because i when i found this out this was the last thing i did mm-hmm. to prep for this and i was like this whole episode is going to end up being jake and i debating but kind of just celebrating how these guys this is a true passing the torch thing that we're probably not going to see yeah. like, ever again and I thought it was just hilarious that their their average ratings come out to about the same. Yeah, that is really really interesting. <laughs> um, I I did a similar thing with box office. Yeah. So Dwayne Johnson ha- across his thirty five movies had a total box office of four point six four billion dollars, uh, and I think average. Hold on, I have an average for mo- total movies here. Uh, average across his movies, I guess domestically, was 136 million. Okay. And then Dwayne John or uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger had 3.9 billion adjusted for inflation. I was going to say you have to adjust his because yeah, so 3.9 versus 4.64 adjusted for inflation. Also, he, I mean, he has a little bit of uh, weights on his shoes because he also put out a lot more R-rated movies, yeah. which you're going to have lower box office because of that. But he averaged uh, $139 million per movie domestically. Hmm. So compared to the box, uh, the Rex, $136 million. So very close. Very slightly, close. Slightly more if you adjust for inflation. These guys' careers are so interesting. Yeah. And I just think it's so great. Also, folks, if you've never watched the one movie that they actually are in together, they share a half-second scene together. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Go watch The Rundown. It's actually one of my favorite Dwayne Johnson movies. It's just super fun, super entertaining, good story. Mm -hmm. It's enjoyable. But there's the one scene between the two. I think it's the only time they've ever shared screen time, actually. I think where so. He, Dwayne Johnson passes Schwarzenegger, and Schwarzenegger tells him, good luck, and mm-hmm. exits scene. <laughs> and that has been viewed as the scene, the yeah. moment of Schwarzenegger passing the torch to him, saying, like, you're going to be the next one up. Yeah. It was me and Stallone, then it was Willis, now it's you. Yeah. So I think go watch the rundown. It's a blast, folks. It is really fun. It also takes place in the. I break Dwayne Johnson's career up into two eras. There's the B. There's the A. What do I say? H. There's the H H era, and there's the B B era. There's the has hair era, <laughs> and then there's the. <laughs> The is bald era. Is bald era. That is great. <laughs> Whenever I see old photos of him, like even in 
as Scorpion King. Like, yeah. oh shit, he did have hair back then. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I think because you see him so often now, I think it's very easy to forget. <laughs> yeah, he had hair at one point. Yeah, it was like long, it was super curly, and then it was shaved really tight for a long yeah. time. Mm -hmm. And then he just went bald one day and has never gone back. Yeah. All Except right. for wigs and like uh, central strange. intelligence, and but he even had hair and get smart. Did he? What's I think he the, did. I just remembered. What is that movie where he plays himself super young and like is naked? Yeah, and Central fat. Intelligence. Is that Central? I didn't yeah. think I saw Central Intelligence. That's the opening of the movie. Okay, I it's actually funny. That. My favorite bits with him is like very cliche. The joke is so like, okay, this is the mm -hmm. same joke we're gonna get from him. You know, big guy, super tight unicorn shirt. It's mm -hmm. just funny, and he beats the <laughs> shit out of a bully. Like, yeah. and then you got Kevin Hart sitting next to him trying to be tough. That's <laughs> just funny. Yeah, like <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, yeah, I just, I just remember that visual of that. CGI or whatever prosthetics that he was wearing to make yep. him look fat. It was like naked. a combination of the two. Yeah. It was weird. But the movies, I, I enjoyed Central Intelligence. But honestly, yeah. like, I've enjoyed... <laughs> I thought more people enjoyed Skyscraper, because I enjoy Skyscraper. And mm -hmm. then I saw that a lot of people did not enjoy Skyscraper at all. Mm. And I was like, oh. <laughs> but it's entertaining. Yeah, it's like obnoxious and ridiculous but it's entertaining right, right. <laughs> it's, like, like it's got some cool moments in it yeah <laughs> but it's one of his lowest rated movies and i was like oh no <laughs> yeah well uh, you you don't want to do too many of those things if yeah. he makes too many skyscrapers and san andreas's and rampage like you become that guy you're that guy and, and he's too big to be that guy so he needs i can't to shake believe it up. they're making a sequel like i never watched san andreas yeah but it's about the fault line like destroying mm -hmm. oh, okay i am excited about the they announced a remake of big trouble in little china that the rock is doing is he doing it because that one's that's been a remake that they've been tossing around for a long time it was on his imdb Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Big Trouble in Little China announced in production. Yeah, stars Dwayne Johnson. According to IMDb, they're not 100% accurate. You can kind of put whatever you want on there. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it's so far, it is true. Well, that's, a, that's definitely a risk because that is a cult favorite from the 80s. So was Jumanji, and he made that so successful. So was Jumanji, and that, that was really good. But you know what? <laughs> what? I think they're going to try to overdo what was already overdone yeah. in Big Trouble. Because that's part of the joke of Big Trouble, is how so dumb the premise yeah. ends up being. Right. But it's entertaining because it's like 80s special effects, practical effects, and weird CGI and ninjas <laughs> yep. underground and magical beans and Kurt Russell driving a semi-truck through super tight, tiny streets. 
It's all uh, the stuff you want. It's awesome. It's so good. <laughs> oh, man. I would almost worry they're going to try to do too much with that one. But that's the problem with a lot of remakes is they always try to yeah. outdo or overdo. Yeah. I'm looking at true. you, David Gordon Green. Don't <laughs> fuck up The Exorcist like you did Halloween. Oh, 100% he's going to. Yeah, I know. 100%. I mean, it may be an exact replica love letter kind of thing like he did the 2018 Halloween, but I'm over it. I, don't, I have zero faith in him now. Yeah. But that's enough Halloween But that's ranting. enough. <laughs> so, Jake, I think the real question. Yeah. I think you answered it, actually. Do you feel... It doesn't matter who won the debate. So, wait a minute, wait a minute. That that means, because you already admitted that I won earlier. Um, <laughs> that means I am two for two. Well, it depends entirely on what the audience thinks. Much like I don't... the success of these actors in <laughs> guys, pop culture. Guys, I love that you're watching us and you're listening to us. That's <laughs> awesome. You guys rock. But the competition is really Ooh, between Jake sounds and I. Like and I'm just happy. It, it is a moral victory for me. <laughs> Dustin doesn't care about the audience. It sounds like a real <laughs> dick move. That's a heel move right I there. I just said I love the audience. I I'm think just... that the audience is the most important thing. And, oh, man. and they need to we'll eat their vegetables like... and say your prayers and do the Pledge of Allegiance. I'm, wow. going, I'm going complete baby face here and say Whoa. the Whoa. audience is... The audience is beautiful. I love you. And it's entirely your opinion that matters. So I... let us know who won <laughs> if you think that Arnold Schwarzenegger is impossible to defeat or if Dwayne Johnson has already surpassed him and is only going to do more going forward because he's still in the game, still going strong, and only getting better, you could say. With age like his muscles are getting bigger, his stature is also getting bigger. <laughs> You're rambling quite a bit there, Jake. I'm just trying to keep talking so you don't interrupt me. <laughs> so I did an interesting thing today. Okay. I asked someone older than me who is not a fan of either of these guys. Okay. Nice. And then I asked a handful of other guys who are younger than me, who are mm -hmm. in their 20s, who are in the Dwayne Johnson generation. The post-rock generation. Yeah. They don't they probably don't even know him as the rock. No, they do. They oh, okay. Do. They're like they're mid twenties, so they're right. they're young. Um, but I That's asked true. them, who do you think actually holds or has made the more iconic impact on Hollywood and film? Uh-huh. Arnold or Dwayne. Uh-huh. Unanimously. Uh-huh. Even the younger guys and uh -huh. the guy who's not a fan of either was like, Well, it's Arnold. <laughs> well this is hearsay because you probably were leading the witness we cannot accept not this at testimony all. we not cannot at accept all. this testimony you want to know how record. I set it up we were literally at work it was slow and I went hey here's a question and they are like what and I was like it's one that keeps getting asked over and over again but I'm just curious what you think because I've been watching their movies so mm -hmm. who do you think and that was how I asked Okay, so I'll have to take your word. Fuck for you it. very much. Uh, <laughs> you know what? They're actually it was the younger guys that said this that surprised me, and I was yeah. like, okay, there might be hope for your generation. Yeah, <laughs> but their reasoning was, well, Dwayne Johnson hasn't made like a predator 
or he yeah. hasn't made a Terminator. He doesn't have that. And I was like, oh, shit, Jake's going to be mad. <laughs> it's true. It It is the only thing that I cannot talk my way around. That is an undeniable fact that he does not have that. And, uh, and that is a very important part of the conversation. So I am afraid I do have to admit that. But if anybody out there supports me, please find us on social media at Movie Boners and let me know. I, that I think this one cool. will have a more like metal ground, okay, than our our dread one because everyone knows that <laughs> which dread was one unanimous. So that one like that wasn't even yeah. That was fish yeah. in a barrel, man. That was that so... was. I I I don't know. I thought that more people would support me on that, but nobody supported me on that. <laughs> Speaking of supporting uh, hot takes, though, have you seen all of the comments on TikTok? For our for, for that, our, yes, on our video, I know just, it's not the comments are in still general. like freaking out over this lawn mowing soundtrack. Well, no, not that. Oh. Um, <laughs> yes, there I'm are still, still getting notifications on that one i was like guys that was like four weeks ago there are a, a weird amount of likes still <laughs> coming in from that um which i don't really know why uh but that was the lord of the rings thing no i posted a clip of your statement last episode about how breakfast and tiffany breakfast sucks and and you know on tiktok specifically uh we got a lot more comments than we normally do and a lot of people agree with you. Like almost all of them agree with you that it sucks. Which yeah. then there were a lot of women commenting. And I was like, this is a very important demographic for this. I thought, so I, I'm not going to lie. The first handful of like this person commented on this TikTok video. I was like, God damn it. I know <laughs> the lawn mowing Lord of the Rings soundtrack <laughs> pissed everyone off because no one actually read the caption. Yeah, like, that was about rings of power. <laughs> <laughs> but then I realized, like, oh, wait a minute. This is the Breakfast at Tiffany's clip. Okay. And you know what? I commend <laughs> that. I was like, look at this. Yeah. I thought I was going to get, like, shit on. I yeah. thought I was going to get attacked. Whatever. I thought that was interesting that a lot of women are actually, like, no, this movie is... Yeah. Like her character's a bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They said the same things we did. They said charade is better and Roman holiday is better. And they don't really get the appeal. I forgot no. Truman Capote wrote it and I'm not a big Truman Capote fan. fan so that yeah. probably has something to do with it too. But I am curious though. And I meant to say this last time and just didn't cause I was okay. slightly drunk. Uh, <laughs> I think you need you need more tequila. You haven't had enough tequila I, yet. I was going to do my shot. But, okay. All right. Uh, go ahead. I am very curious because no one has messaged us about it yet, or at least that I've seen. Maybe you've seen. Mm -hmm. um, and it, and not a like, oh my god, you missed the whole point of the story or whatnot. <laughs> I want to know for those that enjoy the film, why? I yeah. want to know what the appeal is to you what you connected with i want to know that yeah you no did mention it in the episode that i don't even understand what this movie's about right that would like, be good to know it makes no sense it's the weirdest like are they call girls and male gigolos are they not what the <laughs> fuck fucking breakfast at tiffany's 
Yeah. Oh, well. But. Well, I think that's all we have for you fine people today. That's you true. take take your tequila so we can all see your little face <laughs> that you're going to make. <laughs> well, while I do my shot, uh, plug the store and all that stuff again. And oh, go to uh, movieboners.com. You'll see a bunch of you can see our episodes there, past episodes. Oh, it's going to be Halloween very soon. We've done No episodes. face, bitches! <laughs> We've done episodes on our top ten horror movies and on just fun Halloween movies. Two, a couple different episodes. So if you're looking for a fun Halloween movie to watch, check out previous episodes. We have a lot of great recommendations there. Um, also... A lot. Yeah, a lot. Um, also, next episode is going to be very interesting. I feel like we should brace people for the next one. Yeah. If you are <clears throat> delicately... Uh, how do I want to phrase this? If you are of a delicate disposition and are more interested in kind of gentle mainstream stories and movies... Maybe the next episode is not for you. So Jake and I, <laughs> if you've been listening and watching us for a while, which by the way, hey, did you get that cool update? No. For our, Maybe. For our show? 77% of the audience has upgraded to watching the show instead of just oh, listening yeah. to it, which I I am a big fan of that. At least I on love, Spotify. I, yeah, I love being able to like actually do this remotely with you and we can yeah. show all this shit the screen sharing there's the alcohol <laughs> uh all the shit you know all the shit uh so i thought that was really cool so thank you guys for doing that uh we we have some fun stuff coming up you all saw the animation which i love um, yeah anyways where was i next episode is going to be next episode um we decided because it's us and we don't <laughs> really get offended <laughs> we don't really give a shit um we thought it would be really funny to watch some of which they're called like controversial films yeah more so than offensive because it's mm -hmm. 2022 everything's offensive true <clears throat> um so we decided it'd be fun to watch like 10 of the most controversial films mm -hmm. and see if they are in fact offensive. <laughs> yeah. Or... And just talk about offensive movies and offensiveness in general movies yeah. that try to be offensive movies <laughs> that were normal back in the day, but are now considered offensive. <laughs> It'll be very interesting. Big one. Um, yeah. yeah. So if, Obviously, we're going to go into detail on all of them and all that and what made them offensive or controversial. So, like Jake said, yeah, uh, if you are easily triggered, there you go. The next one might not be for you. But yeah. if you're not easily triggered and if you're still <laughs> watching us to this point, I think you're <laughs> yeah. okay. If you are a fan of a show called Movie Boners, you may be okay with what we're about to talk about. You, you just might be able to. So, yeah, just prep yourselves. We're going to watch uh, some movies that were purposely made to piss people off. Yeah. And 
then right after that, we are yeah. quickly approaching our 100th episode where we will give our top 10 all time lists, which I feel like I'm getting pretty close on nailing down, but it has been a journey to get there. Every time I think that I'm like at least narrowing this list down to at least 20. Yeah. I'm like, shit, I forgot that movie. <laughs> yeah, it has been a very difficult thing to do, but everybody asks, and so we're going to finally do it. Yeah, uh, that's like the question I get the most is, well, what's your all-time favorite? And I'm like, well, if you listen to the show, I already spoiled that one. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I'm like, there's there's a handful. And then they go, well, what are the others? And I'm like, I'm trying to narrow <laughs> that down. Yeah, so now you can just give them a link and uh, and they'll, you'll, they'll have that in posterity sure. for all sure. time. So that's what's coming up, guys. Um, by the way, Dwayne Johnson's tequila, not too shabby. Especially a couple shots in. <laughs> yeah. That beer I drink. Oops. That beer I drink go. was a 9% <laughs> on top of tequila shots. Like, yeah. I don't think I should go to bed right away. I <laughs> eat something. Yeah. Damn. You're too old to be hungover. It's going to be this the worst. So old. This is I so know. dumb. <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, thank, thank you, everyone. Um, we'll see you next time. What he said. <laughs> See ya. Son of a bitch. <laughs>